Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Streetwise Theology Out of the Ivory Tower and Back into the Hands of the Invisible Church from a brief hiatus. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Today, we have Dove. What's up? And we have Joey. What's up? This is the second celebration of something we call Listomania, which is yeah, where boy. we uh, replace the big ticket item and just go, we make our own lists, and we talk about uh, lists that we made up uh, pretty much out of thin air. We don't try to uh, imitate anyone else's lists. We just uh, try to come up with our own lists. Yep. Um, Dove, what is your list? My list is, it's pretty boring, but also very interesting, I think. Wow. <laughs> At the same time. Okay. Um, Why? It wasn't, well, because Prove it's, it. it's my, I would say, top 10 favorite scenes in movies. In movies. So it's, it's I would say, I would say it's very simple. It's very, but and, I think and very people personal. really enjoy it. Very personal. And very personal. Now, it's not top 10. I'll go through my criteria of why I chose them. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not top 10 in order necessarily. It's just 10 of my favorite scenes. Okay. Joey? All right. Uh, I'm so excited about mine. Um, mine is <laughs> dope and not boring at all. But what I would say is um, <clears throat> what I'm calling my list is why are you the way that you are? Okay. <laughs> Based off of that lovely, wonderful Michael Scott quote to Toby <laughs> Flenderson in the yeah. office. Yeah. Essentially, mine is um, narrowed down to 10 characters in movies. They might be antagonists. They might be protagonists. They might be side characters. But they're all characters that when they... It's kind of like this. Uh, it's actually the reason I stopped watching The Walking Dead, and there are no television shows on on this on this uh, podcast or on this list. But, but essentially, like there's this there's this tendency I've seen where people write characters where they're almost like annoying. Like it's just frustrating that they're there and that that like plot line is there. Uh-huh. And so that's the way these characters are for me. They're like my Toby Flenderson when I watch uh. movies. I'm just like, why oh, are I you like the it. way that you are? They're not They're not particularly interesting or useful. I'm just kind of annoyed when they show up on the t- on the screen and I want them to get off of it as quickly as possible. Or generally, right or generally now. when it's the antagonist, it's I just want them to die a horrible death and move <laughs> on with my life. So, But I just, it, it's not like they're, yeah, I mean, because this isn't like just villains or anything and it's not like a criteria for villains because I think good villains are ones that, I, they're not, I'm not rooting for them, but I'm, you know, I'm still like, intrigued, I'm still yeah. intrigued. Yeah, yes. there, there's still, yes. there's something going on there that I, I want to see more of uh-huh. and these are all characters that I didn't want to see any more yeah. of. I, I wanted their I wanted their storyline to immediately yeah. end. I can There's think so, of a yeah. couple off the top of my head. Yeah, so, I, w- so I want you I, I want you guys to contribute once uh, once no, I list no, mine. Oh, so we will for feel sure. free feel free to add in at any point. It's almost like the villains sometimes where they're they're completing the ritual and you're like, please, hero, do not end the ritual. I want to see what happens <laughs> afterwards. <clears throat> I want to see this monster come out of the grave or whatever. Well, that's yeah. That, I mean, that's that's the opposite of what I'm doing though. Right. I want right. the I want the you ritual would. completed in five minutes and then them murdered off completely. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, I could think of a couple right away. Yeah. So I mean, if it's a, I like I said, it's not I just like villains; it. it's also protagonists and side characters. Okay, so my list is um, 
Uh, yeah, I can already think of a couple already. And uh, for my list, uh, for, for for both your lists, oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. for Dove's list, well, Dove's, yeah, I mean, yeah, Dove's list, yeah, Dove's. Hey, yes, you're gonna, hey mean, listen, you're gonna, I mean, enjoy, you are going, scenes. listen, you are going to enjoy my list. Okay, okay, That's all I'm gonna say, my, mine is uh, ten indicators <laughs> that you are in a space sci-fi, <laughs> a la Doctor Seuss. What? What? Uh, I'll explain. Okay. I'll explain. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we should probably have saved our criteria for later on, but. Ten indicators that you're in a space sci-fi. Nice. Okay. La Doc- I dig it. A la Dr. Seuss. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, we'll get. Does that mean they're all going to rhyme? Are all are all oh, of them going to rhyme? It's going to be good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It'll be fun. By the way, we didn't. Well, if we, we can't we'll tell, we list, didn't. We we'll didn't know each take, other's lists. We'll yeah. Let the list take their courses. Okay. I just Would need it? you to hold your horses. Okay. <laughs> Wow. All right, that was incredible. I'm not wow. gonna lie. All right, Luke. Before we go into our our thing, you want me to tell my story? Um, yes, go ahead. Joey told us a really interesting story. It's kind of like a, a, a very good anecdote about uh, what happened on our last podcast when we were talking about the, the when when Joey we talked about Nicole Kidman and Joey made a comment that he thought Nicole Kidman was in Panic, uh, Panic Room. Room. Yes. Go ahead. So yeah, so I um, last time when we had to list our four movies, right? So the four movies that are top of the list for IMDb, I listed Panic Room as one of Nicole Kidman's, and um, and Luke then informed me that Jodie Foster was the um, main um, protagonist of that movie and it was not in fact Nicole Kidman and I was like I wrote this down I swear Nicole Kidman was in this movie but I was very confused so I you know I was flustered and kind of embarrassed that I had made such a such a horrible gaffe right Um, and then I was telling my wife Athena honorable Athena mentioned for the podcast yes of course um, (laughs) I was telling her in the car on our drive home that um, you know that this had happened because you know the podcast wasn't out yet, so she hadn't been able to listen. And she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And and then I was like, I was so furious about it. I just just decided to look it up. I just looked, you know, googled Nicole Kidman Panic Room, and I found out that that apparently Nicole Kidman is uncredited in that movie, and she is the voice on the phone. I can't believe and that. So I, <laughs> and so I and so I I'm assuming out. that unconsciously I know I'm assuming that unconsciously <laughs> I I must have known that somewhere, must have heard that tidbit, and then you know and and I put it on the list. But I just hope that to you, the listeners, that I have in some way redeemed. He's myself. redeemed it. <laughs> yeah, Joey in some way redeemed myself. He that does. I that I'm not just mixing up female actresses to mix up female actresses. I. I there's I mean, a reason you mix up female. Actors. Yeah, well, there was a reason Nicole Kidman was in my head for that movie. So, okay, I wasn't just spouting off. I, I, it wasn't that I couldn't think of four Nicole Kidman movies. Credibility restored. You are Yay. redeemed, my friend. Woo-hoo. Okay, so what we're gonna do uh, now is start off with a game called Known For, where we uh, pick an actor, and that actor is Joaquin Phoenix, Ooh. and we're gonna uh, each try and guess what IMDb lists as their uh, the four movies on their page uh, that they're known for. All right, Dove, let's start with you. What do you got? Gladiator. Okay. The Village. Okay. Signs. Okay. And You Were Never Really Here. Okay. okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> Is that the new one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Mine are Gladiator, mm-hmm. Walk the Line, mm-hmm. Signs, mm-hmm. and uh, there's two others, and I'm trying to think of which one I'm going to put down here because I don't want to say both of them because mm-hmm. that'll, that'll not be fair. Yeah, 50-50. Uh, I'm going to go with Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. Okay. And I had uh, Gladiator, Signs. Walk the line and her. Ah, that was my other one. Okay, That's here we stupid. go. I knew there was a one. If Luke gets really all four and I get three, give me uh, all four, please. Just give me. Just, I'll be happy go. with two. That's all. That's what? All so we just hold on, Luke. Before you look this up, we should say that before before the podcast started, we were just discussing that I don't think any of us have gotten past two, right? 
We no, said that yeah, nobody has nobody has gotten. So nobody has gotten past two. So I'm going for the record. I'm going for the record three. I'm going for the record three, but Luke's going for the record four. Come so on, here baby. we go. Here we go. Perfect. Oh, yeah, I, I knew oh, that stupid. I went to the website and I saw pink already. Oh, oh no! Oh, come on, baby. Oh no! Yeah, there ah! it is. Come on, stallion. What? Okay, all right. Uh, I see her. I see it. Okay, oh, come there it is. Okay, so here we go. You see her? Her? You see her? Yeah. Her? See her? Is on there. I see her. All right. What is it? Her. Did I mention her yet? Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, walk the line. Mm-hmm. Oh come on, uh, gladiator. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the master. Oh come oh. on! I don't. Isn't that with Philip Seymour Hoffman? That that's the one. That's that one about the cult. I think. That's the one about the. Uh, so did anybody get three? Like he he joins. Uh, he like got a cult. three. Yeah, that's Philip Seymour Hoffman. He Seymour got Hoffman. three. He he got three. He yes. got a three. I didn't even get I my three. three. Come on, baby. I thought I totally for sure. blank, dude. I, I totally for blanked sure signs on would be on there. Line. I blanked on walk. I the thought line. for sure signs would be on there. I I get why the village isn't because I almost wrote the village down, but signs. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it is Philip Seymour Hoffman. I was right. Yeah. Signs mm-hmm. was his second movie right after Gladiator, and signs was so big. I. A naval veteran arrives home from the war unsettled and certain of his future until he's tantalized by the I, cause and its charismatic leader. Okay, yes, I have to think differently much. about I think, these. I think Dan saw this and I think he, I think he trashed it. I think he hated it. Okay, I have to think differently about these because these are the IMDb is never right. Well, I mean, the, I don't, I don't know about the master. I, I don't know what I want to say about that. Maybe they like the person who's like, you know, just like, oh, I'm gonna add artsy fartsy flick in here. I, I, I think it's some, obviously I, he's what, way more well known for the village than he is for the master. I wonder if there's a, fo- I wonder if there's a phone number for MDB. I would love to do a like a live, uh, hi, like uh, a live is this call. Mr. MDB. I, no, I would love to do like a live call and see, just be like, how do you guys figure <laughs> out what the top four movies are? Yeah. We do this every every month. <laughs> and uh, we're still trying to figure out how you got what was it the master yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah the master how did you get the master out of all of what can we see the <laughs> algorithm please yeah please <laughs> we want to see the algorithm you know the answer you're going to get some tech in the back just throws them up there yeah, but, like, uh, big fraud there they are yeah well maybe it's randomly generated every time <laughs> Oh, I, I, I doubt it i doubt um, it uh, okay so now we're going to move on it. to the good and the bad and the ugly um this is pretty much a general movie review with uh, specific focuses. Uh, Joey, let's we'll start off with you, buddy. All right. So um, <clears throat> I was planning on doing uh, Ready Player One, but we're going to talk about that next time. So this time I'm going to get philosophical with a movie I recently saw that Athena dragged me to called Chappaquiddick. <laughs> Athena dragged <laughs> Yep, there's another Athena. <laughs> Chappaquiddick. Is so, that a name of somebody? Yeah. No, it's not a name of somebody. Chappaquiddick is the name of the town that the oh, okay. disaster happens in. Okay. So essentially it's like a historical piece. Um it's about uh, a, a scandal, essentially, um, with Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy is played by Jason Ca- Clark. And um, essentially... Did he gain, it, like, a lot of weight for that role, or is he still He's big in it, so oh, maybe he okay. gained a lot of weight. I don't know. Is he normally skinny? I, don't, I haven't seen Jason uh, Clark. He's, nor- he's normal. He's, so. I thought he, I thought he like, got into shape for some role or something. I, I don't think he got into shape for this role. Okay. I mean, he's kind of muscular, but he's also just kind of pudgy. It's okay. like kind of like a... Definitely like an older senator kind of a guy. Okay, like and he's looking. Australian, and he's doing a Boston accent? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he plays Ted Kennedy, and this, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, I guess, uh, about this, it's uh, I didn't really know a ton about it before the movie came out, and I read up on it. Um, Ted Kennedy, um, there's a uh, there's a character played by Kate Mar- uh, Mara. Uh, her name is Mary Jo um, Kopechny. And so, essentially, she is working with uh, Senator Ted Kennedy at the time. She used to work for um, his brother. I think it was Robert Kennedy is who she worked for um, before he died. So, um, but they're essentially out 
at a cabin celebrating. It's him. It's several others. Ed Helms is in it. It's a lot of weird actors okay. kind of mm. to play these parts for a drama like Ed Helms. Ed Helms and Jim Gaffigan. Um, so yeah, two are, are, the, are the supporting yeah. are the supporting actors for this is wow. not this is suddenly I'm like, really there, interested. There's like no jokes in this. Well, Athena and I assumed that it it isn't it kind of like uh, shooting your career in the foot to do anything that bashes liberals in Hollywood. So this oh. is a this is a democratic scandal. So this is about a democratic yeah. scandal. So yeah. we kind of figured that I, I don't know that they were the perfect gentlemen for this role, but they were probably the ones who would take the role. So oh, okay. I doubt they got many people uh, auditioning for these roles, so uh, maybe not. Though. That's an interesting thought. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe they went after him. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah. So um, just to give you a little bit of background before I get in, get philosophical. So essentially, Ted Kennedy and everybody else in the in the cabin have a lot to drink. Ted Kennedy and uh, Mary Jo Kopechny go for a drive. Um, now this is this is again in Massachusetts. It's like out there out out of the cabin. I mean, there's not a lot going on. This is this um, and so. They're, they're driving on a road. He's driving intoxicated. Uh, essentially, they, they, he crashes the car over a bridge. It flips into a river. Um, he is able to get out, um, and he gets out of the car. He claims that he tried to, tried to get her out, but um, it is not successful. And then essentially what it shows is that he waited for a very long time before he told anybody. Okay. So essentially he, he gets up. He's like, it, there's a scene where he's sitting on top of the car, just kind of like sitting there. And so he's sitting on top of the car, like as the car's in the water, she's still in the car, seemingly drowning. And he's like not doing anything. He's like so upset by the situation, seemingly, that he's not doing anything. Oh, wow. Whether you want to say he's in shock or whatever, that's what. So he's sitting on top of the car. And then eventually he walks back to his cabin, which is miles away, when there's a cabin uh, several hundred feet from him that he could have run to to try and see if someone was home to get a phone call. So he ro- walks back to his cabin. He brings out she brings out, uh, Joseph Gargan and uh, Markham, who are Jim Gaffigan and Helms characters. Okay. They come out. They realize what's happened. They jump in to try and save her. They can't get it open. And essentially, they ask him if he's going to report it. He says yes. He goes home to his hotel for the night and never reports it. Oh, wow. And then he doesn't report it until – actually, he doesn't – I don't think he ever officially reports it until they've already found her. So the police wow. find her in the morning. It's reported by some fishermen. Um, and essentially what happens is they eventually get out her body. She's dead, obviously, after because um, the car filled with water. But the, the claim behind it is that they, if, someone, if someone had notified the authorities right away, immediately, that they could have gotten her out and that she had to have been in there for quite a while. Apparently, the car didn't flood immediately. Okay. So she was in there for quite a while, still able to breathe and alive before she was drowned. Wow. So if someone had acted immediately, the idea is that they, she probably could have been saved. Okay. So not only does all this happen, but then the rest of the movie is essentially about the fact that Ted Kennedy kind of goes between trying to tell the truth and lying. And it becomes this huge scandal because no one knows what to believe exactly, and and he he kind of thinks he needs to lie, and he gets he gets a lot of advice from other people. Essentially, he wants to he thinks he wants to tell the truth or thinks that he should, and his father says don't tell the truth, and you need an alibi, and then he gets all these political people to kind of like try and save him from you know this is political suicide. Before this point, they thought he might try and be president, okay. and I think Ted Kennedy eventually does run for president and loses. Um, he loses the Democratic um, caucus, yeah. yeah, yeah, nomination. So in I think 1980. So all that um, aside, I wanted to get philosophical just because I think it was interesting and kind of some of the background going into it. Um, I figured I'd get on my soapbox here for an inch uh, for for a minute just because I think it's interesting because Athena wanted to see this just because um, you know she had heard from some of her family members that it was good. 
Um, and it was it was a decent movie. I mean, okay. it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad movie. And I don't think it was. It seemed like a a lot of people were bashing it, but it actually seemed like a pretty honest portrayal. Okay. It doesn't seem like some serious Republicans were behind this, uh, like okay. really trying to bash Ted Kennedy. Uh, I mean, he's portrayed as like being really conflicted about whether he should tell the truth or not. Okay. Like it's not he's not portrayed as some evil guy who's just like there to the lie the whole time and he's yeah. happy about it. Yeah. It definitely they show that he you know he had a lot of forces behind telling him to go one way and he was trying to go the other, but. I mean, ultimately, I mean, you know, this is just kind of like, I don't know, this, it reminded me so much of what I think is wrong with politics these days. Okay. And, I, and I think a lot, and I think that happens on both sides because I, I know Athena's, uh, some of her family told her to go because this is about a democratic scandal and we okay. don't have a lot of those or we don't get movies about a lot of those because Hollywood is primarily right. liberal. But yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, there are scandals on both sides. There are Republican scandals, That's there are right. democratic scandals. Absolutely. And, I, and I just think, I don't know, I'm, the longer I live, the more I... I am just like this whole two party system is whack. And, and I mean, the thing is, is, is honestly, is I've always been frustrated. Um, I've always been frustrated sometimes with, with what happens on, on the democratic uh, for Democrats, because you know, I'm always like talking about how they pander, right? Yes. I mean, they pander to minorities to get the vote. Yeah. Whether Mm -hmm. they actually care or not, maybe some of them do, maybe some of them don't, but I mean, it's all about the vote. Mm -hmm. Um, This actually just blew up on Twitter too. Kanye, Yes. West and Chance, yeah. the rapper, got into a big thing, and Chance posted a tweet where he said um, that black people don't have to be Democrats, and they got a lot of backlash for it um, and stuff like that. And so, 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 I mean, this is a this is a constant conversation in our country, but I just think it's really interesting because I mean, the th- the same thing happens on the Republican side. Essentially, Republicans to have a voter base, they kind of count on Christians. But yes. I think more. I think every day, every day that goes by, they represent Christians less and less. Yes. And so I don't know. So this to me was so much like politics as usual. So much of like what I imagine happens behind politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, this. I mean, essentially, this man is responsible in total for the death of this girl. I mean, she was not intoxicated, but she trusted him to drive, and he's the one that drives off the bridge. Somehow he's able to make it out. He claims that he tries to save her, but the movie portrays it like maybe he didn't even try, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, and then he, I mean, even from the onset, he's, he's out to protect. I mean, essentially before Number they one. even go for the drive, he's talking about how he's headed to the White House. Yeah, yeah. And, and he realizes that he just drove drunk and knocked this car over a bridge and might have killed this girl. And even if he didn't, drunk driving, I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a DUI, unless you can cover it up, is probably yeah. going to k- get you kicked off a presidential election yes. to begin with, especially at that time period. So it's, you know, he's trying to cover it up from the get-go. He's trying to cover up the evil. And it's just, you know, I, it just seemed like another movie about politics where there are no godly men around. Yeah. Um, um, I, I want to do a podcast about this in the future. Uh, you know, the, I, I bought a book for my dad a couple years ago about the, uh, you ever see that movie Hotel Rwanda? Mm-hmm. About the yeah. massacre. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a good movie. The Hutus and the Tutsis. That's a really good movie. Um, and I bought him a book about the events that led up to it. And he read it, and I was talking with him about it, and he told me that there was something really interesting going on leading up to the events. And um, on the radio stations, you had the, the Hutus who wanted to kill the Tutsis, right? You had them arguing with each other, right? And you had a two-party system. One side said, we need to kill them. One side said, no, we just need to imprison them. And, and that way, you had both sides of the argument. That's what mm-hmm. they called it. You had both sides of the argument. Both sides of the argument, they, 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 they cornered the argument and said, well, here, well, we got both sides. One mm-hmm. says you got to kill them. One says you got to mm-hmm. imprison them. 
And, and if you believe that, that those are your only two options, yep. oh, well, I mean, yeah, we got both sides. I mean, they're honest, yep. right? And then and then any knucklehead walking in the city scene go, what? Wait, what, do you, what do you mean? There's only this two, is the only this, thing. These are the think? only things we can do yeah. here. Mm-hmm. These are only two. You have both yes. sides of the argument. Are you kidding me? And that's how I that's how I view the Democrats and the Republicans right I now. Compl- I completely it's, agree. It's, it's, yeah. it's suicide and it's insane. And people are going, well, it's both sides of the argument. What? Yeah. No, there was no, like thirty I, I, other arguments out I, there. I, I, no, me? I completely agree, and this is on every issue. Let you alone can see biblical on, the you argument. You can see it on your social media too. That yes. like it's it's always like there's always like only two sides represented, and it's not the whole argument whatsoever. Yeah, right. And I think it's so and, you know, and neither one represent anything that the normal person thinks. And I I, I agree, well, but, but I also I would also say that well I don't know maybe I I don't know. But I would also say that I think it's so interesting. Okay, a normal person with a job. <laughs> I think it's I think it's so interesting that in our country we're trying to get rid of things like binary genders, but we don't see that this binary thinking, like this two sided. Oh, there's right. only two yeah. sides. There's only two parties. There's only two representations yeah. or two narratives yeah. behind behind any situation. Yes. Is like it's the reason it exists is because it makes us feel smart right because then it's like okay there are only two sides i get to pick one it's right. like 50 50 you go one side or the other it like makes people feel smart but they really are super uninformed and both sides yeah, uh, yeah. i so, remember the day i snapped out of it uh was by a lecture uh was in a lecture by a guy named john lofton mm-hmm. who was like the most ardent anti-political guy you could mm-hmm. ever come across i think he had i think he even said christians stay out of politics What's that? He even said he was talking about that too. Oh, okay. He was just like he called it a temptation. Oh, he said okay. politics for Christians is a temptation. Right, and and you know? the way that he put it, I think he he had a lot of important people that hated his guts. Yeah, important people. Mm-hmm. And um, w- the thing about him was, I, I remember the day I snapped out of it is when I was listening to a lecture and he said the the Democrats are going off the cliff at a hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. The Republicans are going off the cliff at fifty miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's when I just that's that was the day I gave up the two party system crap yeah. and stopped identifying as a Republican. Yeah, you know, and that is such a great explanation. And I'm like, okay, we're going off the cliff. Which Either how way. do you want to go? One just delays yeah. it longer. Yeah, yeah, one just yeah. No, I agree. I mean, and that's yeah. I mean yeah. that's been pretty obvious to me. I mean, the thing is, is like if you actually try and do your own research on any of the the various um, issues facing us today, like, and you look at both sides of what's being represented on both sides, you can you can realize that. Sometimes Democrats get some things right, and a lot of times they don't. And yeah. sometimes Republicans get some things right, and a lot of times you don't. Yeah. So why are you trying to ally yourself with e- either party that yes. are both seriously so faulty? Yeah. Like why wouldn't <laughs> you true. go for something else? Like yeah. like why is perfect? Like I don't know. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to be right all the time rather than be right forty percent of the time That's or sixty percent yeah. of the time. It's That's just. Right. It's foolishness. Yeah. And and I so think it's I because just, because the, the truth is blurred. You know they don't. Yeah. I mean it's like. Well, they say, you know, I heard one guy on the radio say, he was like, well, you, over here you have this, and over here you have this. Truth is in the middle. And you're like, okay. You know, <laughs> I, I, if that's what everybody's thinking, yeah. you know, and then they're, okay, I'm a little left of truth. I'm a little right of truth. Right. My, my whole goal in life is to get somewhere in the middle and accept both of these yeah. parties, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, so I just wanted to get on my soapbox for a moment and just talk about that just because, I mean, I, I watched this movie and I came out of it like, like, you know, just like thinking about what had been done and how it had been covered up and how it was so evil. And this is our politics we're talking yeah. about. This was a man who was who was 
not super far away from the president. I mean, way way closer to president than any yeah. of us have ever been, yes. and and, yeah. he, and most people have ever been. Yeah. And so I just you know, and yeah. I mean, the thing is, sure, it's about it's about a Democrat, and mm-hmm. but there are also plenty of movies about out there about you know with that was yeah. kind of Athena's point and and what some of her family had said. Like there are plenty of others out there that plenty of movies out there about Republican scandals, and yes. stuff that's happened to them, and stuff that they've done to cover it up. And so I mean, it's happening on both sides. There's evil on both sides, and and I, I think that uh, uh, another good I think movie. that a yourself with either one is is another g- a good movie that demonstrates the the hypocrisy of pretty much everybody in politics is the ides of march yes mm-hmm. oh movie. yeah i know that yeah, was really yeah. and which is weird because uh george clooney's a staunch leftist yeah yeah you know which, which right. but, but, but if i remember correctly i haven't seen that one in a while but if i remember correctly that one was that one was really about like how Nasty both sides are, and how yes. nasty the political sphere yeah, and, and is, how yeah. in, the mani- in its entirety, the, the yeah. manipulation that yeah. goes on, and it's not about truth. It's just uh, like you said, it's just all about getting the vote, man. Yeah, it's yeah, all man. about getting to the top. Yeah, it's so also how House of Cards is another one that kind of I know. It's yeah, a TV oh, yeah, show, absolutely, House of Cards. But that one oh that gosh. scares you when you watch yes, that. You're absolutely. like, this is honestly probably what it's like. Yes, this is absolutely. You know, we we go to bed at night and we think about you know what our kids are doing and we dream about our kids and we dream about, you know, the, our, our next job promotion and stuff. And this is stuff we think about at night. Mm-hmm. What does Frank Underwood think about at night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he goes to sleep at night, yeah. it's nothing does he but sleep? <laughs> how, like, like it's just nothing, nothing enters that man's brain except how do I manipulate myself yes. for more power, how do I destroy more money, everybody. how do I destroy all yeah. my and, enemies? And they, and they do an amazing thing in that movie. Everyone that, and it's a lot of rabbit trail, and Claire. everyone that they come into contact with gets it's their lives or their career destroyed. Right. They either die or they lose everything. Mm-hmm. And and Frank and Claire absorb all. It's like their leeches. Yeah. And and that I mean that's one reason why I'm a theonomist. You know, and when you look at biblical politics, is I mean, first off, it's, it's hard. It's almost an oxymoron to use the word biblical politics because <laughs> there are no politics yeah. in Bible. If you have if you have biblical law, it leaves very little room. For politics, almost yeah. no room. You know, yeah. we the only recognizes your judicial branch, and uh, you know, and you can't make up new laws. You have to recognize existing laws, and and in that way, it it you can't really bring in the shysters. You mm-hmm. know, and that's why the Bible talks about you know the perversion of a bribe because that's pretty much the biggest enemy to theonomy is a bribe, you know, mm-hmm. to turn the, the yeah. judge away. Yeah. yeah you know? Another quick example. I know it's a total rabbit trail. But even in the office. Remember when Dwight was bribing his way to to the office uh, to Michael's job? Yes, yeah. and it was actually working. Mm. <laughs> it was actually, you know, Kelly yes. was like, you know yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and and and, and until he got to Jim, and he, and Jim kind of stopped it, right, right. But you notice how he he actually was doing exactly right. what all of our leaders do in order to get to where they are. Yeah, that's it's, the, that's it's, kind it's of pretty the amazing, assumption, right? Is that is that it doesn't seem like anybody's clean, so Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, well, yeah. good so, pick, Joey. Yeah. Um, Dove, what do you got? Uh, suicide Watch. Okay. It was awful. Um, <laughs> okay. It was absolutely terrible, and I kept watching it for this podcast. Okay. Right. And, okay, and you said this was the worst one? No, it was was this the worst? It was no. It was not. It was the worst. Watched. It was the worst suicide watch. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. But, so but the worst, that was the worst the, one the, probably the worst movie I've ever seen was Ender's Game. That was probably the worst movie. Wow. That one, probably that <laughs> one, or Die Hard. 
that one or maybe Die Hard 4 okay. or 5. I forget which one it was because yeah, it was one, so yeah. awful, but one, it was so bad. Or Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls up there. But I think Ender's <laughs> Game. It's funny. Two of my worst movies I've ever seen, both of Harrison Ford in it. That's weird. But, and, uh, and it's a shame, frankly. A Ender's shame. Game is one of the worst movies. I, I stopped after about 15 minutes. I just couldn't take it. But, um, this one, as far as Suicide Watches go, I watched Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Okay. Oh, I really wanted to see that. <laughs> Sci-fi. It's terrible. <laughs> I just I. <laughs> I mean anything. Words sci-fi can't describe. It was uh, awful. Anything, <laughs> any, anything sci-fi at this point. I'm, I'm eager. It was to really my, bad. Get and my you know what eyes they, on. But they, <laughs> get Joey. Watch it. Watch yeah, it. I will. Well, let's see what you um, say about it. Uh, uh everything. Uh, it was just. It was the, the girl was annoying. Um, and I'm, the whole time I'm going, what's it about? It's about, um, it, it actually starts out kind of interesting where you have uh, cosmonauts from Russia and America and they're in space and they go in with each other and they shake their hands and um, they, their space base um, connects with the U.S. space base. Okay. And you see the cosmonauts and the Americans come in and shake hands. Okay. Next one, a little more futuristic. A mm-hmm. couple other um, spaceships come and connect. Okay. And then you see the Americans shake hands with another group. Nation. Yeah, yeah, Chinese. Yeah. yeah. Right? And it keeps going, and it's cool until they start bringing in the aliens. And then you're just like, this just looks like something out, like some 10-year-old drew this thing. Yeah. on a, And it's just the dumbest-looking aliens you've ever seen. They're coming in like, shake hands, you know. And and that's when it really starts to get stupid. But so it's, but it's this sci-fi, planet. So there's got to be aliens. Joey, just watch it, please, please watch it. I'm telling you, watch it. So anyway, you agree he just went reading bad. Rainbow on you. Yeah, don't these, take my uh, word for uh, it. No, to please don't go watch it at your own risk, please. But uh, <laughs> so so that these planets, and then it started just out with with people on Earth, where all these uh, you know the. Um, Spaceships and stuff were, were connecting, and then it started to go beyond that to where aliens and stuff started coming and connecting mm-hmm. this whole planet thing. Mm-hmm. And so it ends up being too big. It ends up getting bigger than the Earth. And so it, it starts messing with the Earth, so then they have to, to, to put it out into space so it drifts in space. Mm-hmm. So that's the city of a thousand planets. Okay. And that's the extent of it. They don't go into it any further. The most interesting part about it was well, done with. What's the plot? I'm trying to remember. Um, the plot. Like, no, like, no, no. Okay, that so like the, the intro to the movie. No, no, it is the intro. Oh, okay. That is, but the, yeah, I'm actually really trying to remember because so, oh, I want to forget you, it. Did you turn it but, off? The, the, no, I didn't. I watched the whole thing. It pained me. It was like a, a terrible bowel movement. Oh it was just awful. <laughs> wow. So, so um, no. Uh, the 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 plot is they have these really weird alien transsexual alien oh, things, no. oh, and they got these. They got they got the men and the women look exactly the same. Oh, for and sense. and and uh, and Kate Cat Blanket Kate Blanchett plays yeah. the voice of the male king of wow. this species. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. The whole time I can't I can't concentrate on what's going on whenever they're on the screen. I'm like, this is just so weird. I can't I can't do it. So they have this um their 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 planet is destroyed. Um and one of their special orbs is stolen and Valerian and his his girlfriend, I forget her, Laureline, um get it back for them. I'm sorry, are these characters or are these prescription drugs? This is from a this is <laughs> 
They're from a book. Apparently, this yeah, is a book. Yeah, this is a comic. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a comic, and um, characters were dumb. She was annoying. I'm I'm just sitting there going, why well, is this guy? Why do, is this guy do, even like this girl? I do remember the cast kind of like. I mean, it's sci-fi, so you don't always expect the cast to be great. But I remember it's Dane DeHaan, Cara DeLevingne, I actually Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh so, my goodness! So you know, if I was, it's Rihanna, then just phone dude, it. Yeah, in, I was, dude, so there, well, there was a part scene. of me that there was a part of me that was like, uh, there is a there is a scene in there. And it's already PG thirteen, but it was a pretty racy, uh, like where Rihanna dances for him, and it's mm. basically like a striptease. Oh, and wow. you're like, and you're like, because it's Rihanna, uh, you yeah. know, and you're and you're like, this is like, uh, and he's kind of like into it, you know, but he's about to marry this other girl, what the you heck? know, and it's just, I'm telling you, man, it's just weird and gross, and there's no, you know, there's no boundaries really on anything, and it's just the weapons were dumb, the plot stunk, <laughs> the acting was bad. And I wanted to shut it off 30 minutes in, but I kept watching it kept for watching all you it, people that are listening. For you guys, so. So Do you have really irritable weird. bowel syndrome? Take Valerian and you will feel better. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just, I thought maybe there was a chance, you know, I was like, okay, this kind of looks like, what's it called? Uh, um, oh man. The, uh, James Cameron. Um, oh, Avatar. Avatar. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. It's kind of one of those things. And uh, no, oh, wow. I might still so. see it. I'll be completely honest with you, just because I'm right, so starved for so sci-fi. Stupid. And I was gonna watch. I was gonna watch Altered Carbon on Netflix. I want to watch Oblivion again. I, I don't think Oblivion. I can watch. That was, was Tom Cruise. That was, that was good decent. sci-fi. Yeah, but now, I, but now I heard Altered Carbon is full of sex and nudity. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It is, man. It is. Don't Did watch you watch it? it? I started to, and I was. Oh. Just, it's, it was really cool. It started out cool, and I'm like, okay, that's it. Oh. Yeah. So those go south on you. They're killing me. Okay, so um, trying to watch some I, good sci-fi. I I have a trailer park, and I want to talk about the new Avengers trailer. I mean, it's not Avengers. Uh, sorry, Incredibles. Ooh. And uh, what did we argue about a couple months ago? Do you guys remember the argument we had uh, when I said to you that they're uh, Pixar is being ruined, hit by... or miss? Yeah, and they're being ruined, and they're now being that the Disney leech has latched on to Pixar and is now using them as a vehicle of propaganda. And I, ex- I, I, I give to you exhibit freaking X because we've already had A through, you know, whatever letter becomes What's before X. What's your issue X. with this? Is it, is it because the dad's the... the... It's not it, necessarily it, it, that. Okay. That's the insult. The okay. insult is the dad being the stay-at-home dad. That's the But insult. I mean, the thing is, the, the trailer... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just Here's the part. injury. Okay, okay. I'll be like, Kanye, he, I'll let you finish. He, thank you. <laughs> here's the... In, that's the insult. Here's the injury. <laughs> okay. When they start telling the dad, parenthood is a wonderful thing. Single, you know, being a stay-at-home parent is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. It's good. It should be celebrated. You know, you have a very honorable calling. Oh, only when so, it's a guy. Oh, so the father stays home, and now we come out and say, "Oh, it's an honorable calling," but only yeah, when the dad's that's home. That's a good point. Yeah. What a bunch of shysters yeah. and jerks! <laughs> yeah. Oh, they would never say that if it was a woman. They would never do it. Well, they, they do. They had to do it. They had to wait to do it for a father but to be do, home. Well, okay, but but they they do say it's it's a great thing when 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 the woman's being a mom. When? But it, they they when? say it all over uh, Mother's Day. No, I'm talking about Disney. I know you're talking about. Th- I'm talking about Disney. Well, Disney specifically. Well, I'm talking Does about the Disney world. Disney. Disney. Um, I'm talking about Disney. I'm talking Disney about them. Themselves. Yeah. Latching know. on and latching on to the host of Pixar, and, and and instead of Pixar being this wonderful movie making company, 
uh, you know, Pixar has stuck their hand all the way up their rear end and is now using <laughs> their face as a, a freaking um, the a puppet. End, the rear end puppet. Yes. The and, butthole and, puppet. And, and, and they're saying, oh, it's Pixar. But we know in the back, no, it's Disney. It's really Disney. <laughs> because Pixar was like, you know, just hit, 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 man. They're just knocking out of the park with every movie until they got bought by Disney. Then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, miss. Miss, miss, you know, and and here we go again. It's a propaganda machine. They must destroy Pixar, and once they do, they're gonna look around and say, "How did that happen? We don't know how that happened." They destroyed so, okay. their own art company because I mean, they so could this tell a the mo- story. So you're saying it will destroy the movie? Well, for Luke, know. it's gonna. I don't know the movie. if it will destroy the movie. I, 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 at this point, I'm looking at it, going, "Okay." Again, this is more about telling uh, propaganda right. than it is about telling a good story. This is not about a good story anymore. This is about propaganda. I mean, I'm I'm willing to give I'm willing to give this one the benefit of the doubt because I mean I think there was plenty I think there was plenty in the trailer to me that kind of spoke towards the fact yeah, right. that, yeah. that well, the dad is upset at, that he's going to have to that, that he's not I the know, one being picked but for this. Guess them. who consoles so, him? Who? It tells him it's it's an honorable thing. Edna Mode. Yeah, so yeah, and she's telling him, "Hey, you know, it's being a stay-at-home parent's all well and yeah, good." Yeah, but he's you not know? really gonna listen to Edna, Edna Mode. Oh no, it's yeah, definitely, uh, definitely like an honorable, like yeah, yeah, touchy-feely moment. Like, mm, well, no, no, that's probably something when he, good's that, being said that's here. That's probably when he's gonna turn it around, and you're gonna have a montage of him like owning the house, like yeah, vacuuming, and, right, 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 and, like, doing all Luke, that. Luke's <laughs> trashing on my second most looked forward to movie this year. So, well, listen, I'm not uh, trashing uh, on it. They have trashed it. Well, that's they yeah. have that's taken that one. I think it's going to be great. See, you know, I, I'm so excited. I, I think that I think there's going to be a lot that's going to be really cool about this movie. But Luke, Luke, Luke has a strong point. I'm not saying he doesn't have it's a point. It's not about. It's not I even just, so much about I him just, being a stay-at-home dad so much. It's 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 about them preaching to him about. No, I know, I know about, the point. Let's, let's teach you point. something. Um, let's teach you something, Bob. We're yeah. going to learn you something today. Yeah. No capes. What your wife does d- daily is an honorable thing. Yeah. And right. you didn't realize it until you had to do it. Right. That is, is when that message is portrayed, that's what's annoying. And that's what's stupid. So, 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 so the, 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 the message that? of the first movie was no capes. And now this, this, the message of the second movie is only manis. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. No, All you're right. right. The we'll message see. of the we'll first see. movie, there is no real message. It's, we'll, it's, we'll uh, see. We'll there, see. No, no, there's messages in that one. No, there is. I think, but I think I in love this one, one, I think they're, they're all going to be, I think that, uh, Bob Parr is going to come out in this movie as the as the leader of his family at some point. I think point. so, too. I think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be awesome action But not scenes. after we hear a sermon. We gotta hear right. that sermon first, though. We're gonna bring it in the back door, and then and this is just a precursor for more yeah. like this. That's you annoying. Know? I agree. Maybe with that's it. what's gonna Maybe. happen. Yeah. Look, Disney can't buy something and not destroy well, it. They Disney must destroy it. it. Does Disney officially own Pixar? It's been back yes. and forth for a long time. Yes, jerks. I'm telling is you, Brad they Bird this would this? not have happened if Pixar was not bought by Disney. I I can all, I am willing to die on that hill. This would not have happened. Um, unless uh, Pixar was bought by Disney, I'm I'm oh, willing okay. to make that well, argument. I don't know. Pixar reminds me of the kind of Pixar reminds me of kind of a progressive studio in and of itself. I don't know. They, uh, just look at the history. It was just what what politics, I, what agenda did you see before they were bought by Disney? There was none. There was none. And yeah, then they got bought by Disney. And all of a sudden, we had Wally. It? All of a sudden, we had Brave. Oh, I love Wally. Wally was you know, good. Wally was good, but it was always like you know, don't 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 litter, you know, and all that kind of right. stuff. You know, it was this tree hugger kind of thing. I, I, you know, okay. I, and I mean, I mean, maybe they maybe that was before they were bought by Disney. Well, which one? Which one? But was, even then, was it wasn't so bad after Disney. What was the first one after Disney? I think Brave. I think it was Brave. 
Brave, I think. Well, was I don't know if it brave was Brave was awful. I thought there was one more brave, earlier. Brave was, brave, brave I'm, was not sure. uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, all of a sudden, they got preachy and they got political. Before then, it was nothing. It was so refreshing. That's why they were so much better than everybody else. I know. Which I, mean, I really don't get. Like, is it, which is really crazy to me, too. I don't get the whole appeal. I know there's a rabbit trail, but the whole appeal of Frozen and why it's so popular. I, don't I really have I no idea why people love that I don't movie get it. so much. I don't anyway. get it. Okay. Wait, um, what would you say, Frozen? Yeah. Oh, okay. I do not. I will say. Appeal. I will say. Positive trailer park for me, though. Venom. That's that's Ooh. the movie. That's the that, movie. I, I was the internet saying, seems to be going crazy on over his face, and they're like, uh, I thought his face they, looked they, good. They showed it the the one from 2007 with Spider-Man three. Yeah, and they and they Topher put it Grace. next to Topher, yeah, and they put it next to the one that was shown, and okay. they're saying there's like almost no difference, and I guess they're angry because they're like. Wow, there isn't going to be much of a difference, and and you know, not there much isn't going to be much why of a would difference. Venom, the design. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't know. The, the, apparently, there there's a lot of internet reaction to the trailer, and I'm not sure if it's positive or negative. I actually I, been yeah, watching it, but I I can't figure it out. I, really. This this to me, it looked like I I I enjoyed it, but I was like, ah, this might this kind of looks like maybe another Sony Sony yeah, type flop. thing again. Yeah, Sony Tony flop. floppy like kind of yeah. thing where it's like cool. Yeah, Spider Man Two is cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it yeah. was like it was like it just was like a little weird. Yeah, I don't know. Like the whole that part with the motorcycle, he's way up in the air. I'm going, why is he so high in the? That's a really high, you know, just yeah. weird. I'm like, he's way high. It's like flying up there, yeah. and then then it's like the whole cool slow mo scene is when the thing comes out and yeah pulls it and pulls him back in, and that was the really cool part. I'm going, yeah. that was kind of lame. Yeah. So I don't nothing, know. This nothing, might be nothing another, about Venom is lame, and, and nothing about no, no, but. Lame, but so. You're right. I know. I know. It's You're so right. Neat, I just like was I like, said, I was like that. That trailer I'm still, was. I'm still holding out. The most versatile actor in Hollywood. That's right. I'm Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. I'm no, still. He's not. I'm, I, I love Tom Hardy, but he's not. Yes, I. No, he's not he the is. most. I believe person. he is. I, I think he's the. Mo- I definitely think he's the most versatile younger actor. Yeah. He should have been Wolverine. Absolutely. Eh. Yep. Well, actually, we're just a lot of, yep. there's, a lot, there's a lot of conversation. I tell you, man, listen, listen, look, listen to his accent in that trailer. You know, and he's talking like he's from New York. Yep. You know, it's like incredible. I know. He's the so dude good. is British. He's amazing. You have to be versatile. Anyway, so that's my trailer park. Uh, moving on to Listomania. <laughs> okay, we're going to forego uh, the big ticket items. And we're going to start off with Listomania. Today, uh, we're going to start off with you, Joey. We're oh, going to start off with we, your list. We started with me. Started with me on. On, um, on the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll start with Dove then. Okay. Fine, I'll do it then. Fine. <laughs> All right. Um, so I already mentioned what my list was, right? Yes, yep. you Before, did. Okay. So these are not in any particular order. These are scenes that, for me, like there, there are a lot of awesome scenes. Now, it's a, a scene to me, and in this list, is not like one clip. Okay. It's almost like a sentence. It's many words that make up a complete thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So. It could be a a bunch of a bunch of clips together that make up a scene, and you'll sure. you'll understand as I continue to. Well, I mean, I th- I feel like a scene is like like cut to cut. So like when no, cut, like it, no, when well, he when he brings up the highway scene in the Matrix, that, that, that that's that, a scene. That's oh yeah, a scene. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, many okay. clips, but yeah. it's one oh, thought. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. I got right? you. Yeah. When mm-hmm. she goes off the exit, and we yeah. switch to something else, now we're off of that scene. Yeah, to me, it's another. time change that is like the change in the scene, right? Like it would be change? no. It would be topic change. Oh, okay. yeah, um, yeah right. okay. it would be the change of okay. I'm gonna give you a ton of examples, Same. but I had a bunch that I had written down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, there are funny scenes, there are sad scenes, or serious scenes that all have like an impact on us. Mm-hmm. I printed where I was sitting there 
And it had an impact on me where I was like, wow, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. That was my reaction. Mm -hmm. Okay, something really cool happened. So it's not necessarily like a well-acted part or a real funny part that made me laugh. You know, if I wanted to do funny scenes, nine nine of the ten would be dumb and dumber scenes, probably. Right. And like, you know, one about Bob or something. Yeah, these right. Funny scenes. Of course. These are like wow factor. Like I am, a, drama, I am blown away. Scenes. I am blown away by what's going on, and it very rarely does have anything to do with um, special effects. Okay. But it kind of does. Where I'm just like, maybe I, I saw something new, and I'm like, wow, that was awesome. You know. So that's that's where I came up with my 10. Okay. okay. So uh, these are not in any particular order, okay. top to bottom. I'm just going to go through them. Okay. So number one, um, the car chase scene in Spider-Man 1. Okay. This is one of my absolute favorite, and they've never done this again. And the reason why it's one of my favorite ones is because of the physics of what happened. Do you guys remember this car chase scene? Mm -hmm. He first starts to use his web. Yes, and he's trying to figure it out. But of course, it just gave me so much, so many goosebumps when he... He, he he flips the first building, mm -hmm. right? And then the music builds, and then he leaps off the edge, and he's going towards the building. And then all of a sudden, in the theater, you're going, wait a minute, he's going to hit that. Mm -hmm. And a movie today would almost kind of ignore that and have him, like, miss it. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, naturally, and you go, oh. But you're yeah. like, and then he realized, like, wait, I'm going to miss it. And so he, he, he goes out to the side, and then there's a real quick scene where he kind of pulls the web and he, and, he, and he moves his whole entire body. It looks like he has weight mm -hmm. when he's swinging. Yeah. And he pulls it and he goes around it and it actually looks like a real guy is on there. Whereas the movies today, it looks like he has no weight. He looks like he's light as a feather. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not that, but they had one continuous shot above the car where the, sh the shot did not change. They had one camera. And you saw him just swinging from side to side over top of the blight posts. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it again. Now it's... Cut here, cut there, cut here, a cool angle here. Yeah. Do a flip, cut again. Yeah. And all I wanted to see is him just swinging a yeah. couple times, mm -hmm. and it gave me such a thrill. That's one of my top scenes that I've ever seen. In any movie. I, I remember watching the Pixar documentary, and um, there was one scene in there, I think this is from the Pixar documentary, where one of the animators was saying, it's difficult to communicate weight when you're animating. How do you communicate weight? Mm -hmm. You know, mm. it's difficult. And he said, my instructors told me when you're trying to communicate weight, watch the scene from the Jungle Book where Bagheera tries to push Mowgli up the tree. Mm -hmm. He said, that's the standard for how do you communicate weight. Mm. And he that's said, ever since then, I, I watched that scene when I'm trying to think about how do I how do I make this character look heavy? Yeah. And then he watches right. that scene and... and it, uh, dude, it tr it's translated into movies. These characters yeah. don't look heavy anymore. They yeah. look... Yeah. You know, and in Spider-Man 1, they captured that. They just really did of him first using his webbing and how they did that. It was right. just awesome. So I recommend you go back and see it. Okay. Uh, number two, I have the Lord of the Rings, the Mines of Moria scene. Oh, yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. That is one of, of the greatest. I'm sitting at the theater. I'm just like, this is exactly yeah. how I thought about yes. this in the book. Uh, yeah. In my brain. Oh, of course. In my brain, you know, when they first enter it. The music is incredible. The music is great. Like, and they, they he goes, the Mines of dwelling or something mm -hmm. right and then then it kind of lights up inside and you just yep. see this endless hall yeah and not just that but the part with the with the cave troll and the and the, and the orcs knocking down the door and just that whole fight running out in the middle of it and you see gandalf with his staff and that's the only light 
well, around them and they're running through it and all the and all the spider orcs coming. Like that scene where they're completely surrounded yeah. and Gandalf's out there at the end yeah. with his sword out. Well, just just that, I mean, you want to talk about scenes, just that like that shot of them all crossing the bridge and Gandalf's light being like the only thing yeah. in there that's defining the whole yeah. scene and the whole, the, the shadows and stuff. That's so cool. This is the I'm trying to find that part where, where it starts <laughs> off and, and the, the, the Balrog is coming. The, and oh, yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. What is this? And they all sk- yeah, yeah, right. In the background, you hear him going, it's amazing. Incredible. Yes. With, with a great climax. Uh-huh. It's one of the best scenes I've ever seen. Like That, to me, was better than any other... Uh, Lord, any other Lord? I was thinking of all the Lord of the Rings yeah. scenes, and they're pretty awesome. That's your favorite. That one to me is my favorite. Well, I would one. definitely say that I think that's a good one to pick because that one. I know the Fellowship of the Ring is probably the the one with the least amount of action in it, but to me, that oh. scene is the defining scene of that movie. So yeah, definitely. I don't, know, I don't know if I'd awesome. say it's the defining scene of this. I can I can see why you. I can see the music. Wow, <laughs> Steve. The Gregorian chant in the background. They're actually singing the dwarves. Howard Shore, man. Howard Shore, you are the man. Um, I just did, did you know that, that there was a time where they were touring different cities and they would send all the information forward and that the city would gather the choir, they'd gather the orchestra, and they would they would just do the music and he'd come and conduct them. It's crazy. I want to see that so, so bad. Cool. Oh, I want to see that so Would bad. Would you love to be some someone playing the stinking cello and something like that? You're like, <laughs> you can't yes. be a triangle guy. Well, I I'd mean, love to be a triangle I guy. I mean, I don't know why we don't get something like that. I mean, they do what they do Zelda. They do yes. Pokemon music. They yeah. have huge orchestras do that stuff like that all crazy. the time. Yeah, I think they're it was doing, just that was they're doing that Harry was, Potter. They're like oh, they're really? like doing like cities in Harry Potter where they're like doing. I think they're doing the music from maybe the third one or the second yeah. one right now. Like where they have a tour going around and doing it. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. This was off so. the fumes of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, back I know. I'm sure it was, 2000s. but I would just love to see see it again. Yeah, me too. Well, oh, I would love yeah. to. You want to talk about bringing something back? Don't do. Don't don't let them do Silmarillion ten movies. Let them do. Oh man. Just just give us the music from the, the original. Oh my series. goodness, it's so good. But yeah, especially when when the orcs surrounded them and they're just there and it's the only light and they're all around them like yep. just be and then they have quick close ups of the orcs' faces and stuff. I know. I know. This is so well done. The yeah, whole thing was. was just awesome. Anyway, that's one of my favorite. Another one of my favorite where I was just in awe of what was happening and I just was was just an awesome, this awesome scene. Number three. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, number three. Okay. Um, the bar fight in the movie Shane. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You guys have talked about it. Best bar fight Shane. I've ever it was seen. Best, it was so Shane. good. Best bar fight. Especially you get such a thrill out yes. when Joe comes in with the axe handle. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> word. It's so good. <laughs> he charges through the, the, the swinging doors axe handle first. You know, and, <laughs> he and pushes it. He pokes, it, pokes, right, the, doors he, he pokes the doors open with it. Because, you know, usually <laughs> what people do is they grab it and then they use their left hand to open yeah. up the door. Yeah. Nah. He, he grabs he it and he pushes it, it through. Yeah. I, I can almost promise you that that was probably Ablin. Mm-hmm. Ad libbed, you know. It's just like you know. <laughs> yeah. he, he's he's like, going in to hurt somebody. To help, but in the background, yeah. you hear Shane getting beat up, and you're like, "Just get in there!" I know. And you just help him, and then he does that, and you're like, "Oh, he's definitely going to help he him." Just, and he oh, just my word. starts beating people with the axe. And it starts off. So it starts off so great because yeah. Shane says, "Last time I was in here, you bought me a drink. Now I'm going to buy you one." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I man. recommend if you have not seen that the oh. greatest the just greatest, at least watch it on YouTube right. just go on YouTube right. and look it up the greatest it's, it's old awesome. west bar fight that I've ever seen mm-hmm. it's still one of the greatest yeah. fights fights I mean yeah. you can you could put that in that's another yeah. list but anyway yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, I love that scene there's a great a ton of great scenes in Shane yes that one was just absolutely the best you cannot look away yeah you're watching what's going on yeah. you're, I cannot stop watching what's going on it's yeah. crazy yeah. um 
So uh, another scene where I was in awe, uh, the movie Rocky, the training scene in Rocky. Uh, it's yeah, one of my classic. favorite. And yeah, specifically, now him doing all the, the music combined with that was just perfect. The original, Whatever yeah, they've, yeah. The original like, and, it just yep. gets you so fired up and you're just watching everything that he's yes. doing. But the part specifically for me, that's truly where I was like, wow. Is when in the first part he's just he's just jogging he's trying to get up the steps it yeah, wasn't yeah. quite the steps there's a scene where there's just a continuous scene of him jogging mm-hmm. next to the water in Philly and he just starts to right when the music crescendos mm-hmm. he breaks into a sprint uh-huh. do you remember that scene mm-hmm. it just gives me goosebumps every single time where he's just you know and then he just breaks and he's just moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so uplifting, and so I'm just I don't know I'm in all that scene. I just love the the Rocky training scene. Yeah, um, he he was adamant about starring in that film because people were offering him lots of money for that script, and he said no. Yeah, because uh, and he was on his, and he was on his last dime too. Yeah, yep. he was broke, and and people were approaching him saying, "Here's hundred thousand, here's two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand." He's like. I have to act in it. I want to be the main guy. He refused guy. to and take refused. the money. He uh, I would not be able to do that. I'd be, they'd be like 50 bucks. I'd be like, here, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, that, that is amazing. And they That's paid him true. nothing to star in it either. They're like, all right, if you're going to do it, we're yes, not going right. to pay you anything. Yeah. 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 And he, he was like, okay, man, yeah. wow. I know, what a great thing. but Artistic integrity. Yeah, it's true. Where do you, where do you find that today? I know. <laughs> That's a great question. Not the Wachowski siblings. Yeah, the next one, speaking of that, the next one I have is one, two, three. Don't Who know. knows? Number five on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I was going to pick a different scene in The Matrix, but I okay. picked this one because this is the first one where I was like, Ugh! like I was just, I just, what just happened? That was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was the very first opening Trinity fight Absolutely. scene. Absolutely. Now, um, like the other stuff in there, I was in awe about. I was pretty much just, my, my mouth was gaping open the whole time yeah. in that movie. But the thing that got me started was her in there, you know, and they're and they're going through, you know, the dialogue with the agents. He's like, "No, Lieutenant, your men are already dead, right?" And yeah, I'm like, yeah. What the? What in the? World? Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's just gonna get a gun and shoot people or whatever. And then she does her thing, and then they do the bullet time. Yeah. First time I've ever seen it, special effects like that. Yep. I was just. Oh, the fields. So good. The fields. So good. Perfect. Unbelievable. Um, when that, but when, when you, those trumpets start going, it's unbelievable. I know. I know. I, 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 do, I think. Good. I Man. think. I think on the heels. Sorry to interrupt you, Doug, for one second. Oh, I think on the heels of what we discussed last was last podcast, Black Panther, right? Yes. What we discussed when we talked about Black Panther being derivative, like being good, but yeah. not really surprising us. Yes. I think it'd be cool to do a. To do like movies that like like broke boundaries, just oh, talk about word. that. Because yeah. I mean, Matrix is gonna be on that for all of us. But I just mean, like, kid I just me mean, broke yeah. boundaries and set boundaries. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but it'd be it'd be so fun to it'd be so fun to do a list like that. Just to it think would about be. those movies. Because I'm mean, already thinking of like three in my head that I just like even did, even not seeing them, even like not seeing them in theaters, but just like when I saw them later. Because some of these came out before I was able to watch them or before right. I was born. Yeah. and I just remember seeing them and still being like blown away. So yeah, like, well that's, that's so, a good way. This that, is so unique. This is so well, that's a good way to describe my feelings yeah, in these no, scenes. I was blown away. Yeah, I'm blown right. away. Yeah, that whole scene I was blown away. But yeah, I think especially I mean, at the I end mean, when she I think crashes through the window. So far, you're talking about groundbreaking scenes. Yes, well, I mean Spider Man. That first Spider Man movie, nothing had been done like that. Nothing. I know. I was just in awe. We had Lord of the Rings either. We had X Men two years before, but that oh, first X Men movie did not didn't do anything like <laughs> didn't that. Didn't do no, anything. No. Fake and, and claws. It's just, right, a lot of these things. I guess yeah, are new, but Lord of the Rings. Lord um, of the Rings was yeah. 
Yeah. Is still in a in a class of its own. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and still, even when she crashes through the the the, the he he does the jump with her. Yeah. And then she mm-hmm. crashes through the door, and yeah. then she get, and then she's pointing her guns at the thing, yeah. and she's telling herself to get up. Yeah, that whole part gives um, reality to the situation. I'm about to die, but this fantastical thing just happened where I just jumped over. I just kicked these guys' yes. butt. I jumped over the thing, and I'm about to die. Yeah, yeah. It, that gave so much reality to what's yes. going on. It's just a uh, man. Yeah. Anyway, okay, Gravity. moving on. That was just I was just in all of that whole thing. Anyway, next one. The moving truck chase scene in Toy Story. Ah, that was one of the most amazing scenes I've ever yeah, seen. I think. I see. I can make an argument for Toy Story being one oh, of the yeah. top oh, movies yeah. of all okay. time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sorry, yeah, but um, I, I I just jumped in here because I was trying to think of which one you were talking about. Yeah, I was almost thinking chase. about the intro to Toy Story Two, where they do like the western. But you're obviously talking about the end of Toy Story One. I'm talking about I the end of to- yeah. the climax the of rocket. Toy Story One. This is you know Toy what I'm Story talking about. Three is it Toy Story Three? Yeah, when they do the train scene. They do. That's Toy Story Three. Yeah, sorry, yeah. it's been a while um, since I've seen any. Just, of them, but just I don't know what you're talking about. Just, I mean, it just, I mean, just gives me goosebumps now thinking about. It. Now this is post Sid. Yes, yeah, this is after you thought the Sid, climax. You think, you yeah, think you the thought climax the climax is climax done. Is already done. Sid no, is, Sid is not the climax. No. Right, Sid is gone. Yeah, not even close, man. Yeah. They had this whole other surprise yes. force at the end where they're chasing this moving truck. Yes, and 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 um, to this day, when I watch it, I'm like, okay, the climax. Oh wait, I forgot. But the whole thing, just, just, just. Him when he gets RC out there, and yes. you're like, oh my gosh, RC, right? Yeah, yeah. And how much they used RC, this yeah. this this character off to the side, yeah. Um, just nuts, man. But the part that gave me the most, where I was like, wow, that was awesome, and they somehow got away with it, was when he goes the rocket, and he goes rockets explode, boom, and then yeah, they're yeah. going right, and you're yeah. like, oh crap, yeah. He goes up, and then um, just that part where the whole climax is. We're gonna die, right? We're gonna yeah. die. And somehow, when Buzz when Buzz does his thing, uh-huh. yeah. and he just starts flying, you're like, "That's impossible!" But I don't care. Yes. That was the most amazing yeah. thing yeah. I've ever seen. I don't know how they got away with it. Well, and I then, mean, I mean, Toy Story again. Talk about groundbreaking King. Like that's like yes. that's like one of the the first like CGI yeah. movies like that. I just would have loved to have known like what the animator who. During that scene where where the rockets takes off and mm-hmm. Woody's cheeks are like yeah, yeah right. in the wind, I would have loved to have like known what what was going through that animator's mind when he was designing that. <laughs> like nothing else like that. Yes. And he's designing like Woody's cheeks Dude, slapping is, and, in the wind. And, and that came oh, out in 1995. So, cool. I know. I know. so yeah. they were working on this in 1993. And I'm like going, how were you working on yeah. this in 1993 with the computers that I we just, had? Are you kidding me? I know crap computers. I know. I do. I I don't know. And you know, and and unbelievable. But, but what was even more so that even even more so amazing that somehow he's flying and it's all okay. It's impossible for Buzz to do that, but they got away with it somehow in this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's because, like what? Yeah, well, because because I but, don't. Know, I mean, just because every kid at the time wasn't going to. It's amazing, but Buzz is flying, man. Buzz so is fly- exactly. Buzz is flying. That's all we can. That's, that's <laughs> exactly. a, right. And he's carrying wood. But what was amazing too about that was how they switched their lines. Yeah, landing in style. Yeah, it's, he, well, but you would use Buzz's line, Buzz yeah. line, then Buzz uses Woody's line. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But when 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 he's like Buzz, you're flying. He goes, yeah. "This isn't flying." You know, he still believed he falling was a toy. This yep. falling with style, and and yeah. then Woody's like. To infinity, and I'm like, this is this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Anyway, that was an awesome scene. What a great climax. Um, anyway, moving truck scene. Um, the next favorite one is the Avengers, the fighting montage in the Avengers. If you remember, in the middle of all their fighting, 
when they're fighting all the oh, with the Chitari yeah. in the first yeah. one. Mm-hmm. They do a. It's not really a montage. It's one continuous shot that yes. starts out with Tony Stark, yeah. Yeah. and you see him beating some people up or yeah. whatever, and then it moves to him and Captain America. Yeah. And he yes. and he shoots Captain America. Captain America's shield just but now again, yeah. this was new too. No movie's done this before ever, where he boom and then they and then they move off of Tony and it's one shot. Nothing changes. Yeah. Then they move on to another superhero and it yeah. finishes with the Hulk putting that big wedge in that big thing and then Thor cracking yeah. the top of it and yeah. then it finishes with Thor and Hulk. Mm-hmm. And then Hulk punches him off to the side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember this thing? Oh, yeah, of course. It's a, it's a, it's an incredible scene. That that to me was new. I had never seen anything like that. It gave you such a thrill to watch. Yeah. Um, it was, that was truly just, amazing. amazing. I remember. Oh no! It started out with Black Widow. That's how it started. Um, but anyway, and then and her PP seven. Right. Well, she was actually flying the one of the Chitauri ships at the time yeah. or something. That's how it started. And then it just all finished. Yeah. I don't I was, know. It was, I was amazing. About, I always think about how much of a roller coaster uh, 2012 was because we had some just kind of floppy Marvel movies before Avengers. So nobody yep. knew if Avengers was actually going to be really good or not. And then it was amazing. And then yeah. everyone expected uh, um, Dark Knight Rises to be incredible. And then it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> such a roller coaster. Of I know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, so that scene was awesome, and that was new, and I, I was I was I was blown away by that. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, the next one, Operation Dumbo Jump, the uh, skydiving rescue, mm-hmm. was an amazing scene. And if you actually go back and watch that, I I get such a thrill out of watching Ray Liotta chase down, yeah, this falling elephant, which was real. Yeah, there's nothing really special effects about. It. I mean, they 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 flew him out of this plane to go chase us and especially when the when the when the strap was shot and you knew that Dumbo was going yeah. Dumbo Botat yeah. was yeah. going out and the parachute wasn't going to work the way that they shot it whereas whereas the the elephant falls out you see the thing yeah. slip and then you see Ray Liotta go no yeah 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 and then you can, then you see the kid go Botat right yeah, yeah. and then Ray Liotta quick puts on the goggles and just goes after it. It was just such a cool scene. Interesting fact, that was the only movie that that kid acted in. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was there and he was gone like a fart in the wind. <laughs> yeah. But they just had they had a couple scenes where the camera was just following Ray Liotta as he's diving after this elephant. Yeah. You know, it's just I don't man, it was it was a really thrilling like I when I watched it, I was like you know, I was like, "Wow." I mean, just just how they did that whole thing was yes, pretty awesome. It was cool. Um, next one is I have two more. The ladder fight in Jackie Chan's first. Strike. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> Joey's like, yes. what is it? What? Yes. Um, I actually went back and watched this. Okay. And can I be tell you something? I was almost just as impressed as the first time I oh, watched wow. it. Yeah, of course. Um, yep. This was way new. I probably watched it. I don't know how old were we? Fourteen, fifteen years old, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Which got us into Jackie Chan. Now yep. the stuff that he does that was the in first that one, one that we'd seen. Um, now I the reason I have this one, and there are, I think there were cooler fight scenes that he did later in uh, mm-hmm. Rumble in the Bronx and even um, Drunken Master. Mm-hmm. But I had already seen the original, so I kind of knew what to expect. Yeah. It's kind of like the Lord of the rest of the Lord of the Rings series, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Um, that to me, when I saw that for the first time, that was new and different. I'd never seen anybody do the stunts he was yeah. doing with yes. a stinking. Uh, and not just that, he had all kinds of stuff he was using. And he was doing parkour before it was cool. 
That's true. Yeah. Well, he he did this one scene where I didn't even notice where where someone pushes this refrigerator. He's behind the fridge. Yeah. And this guy pushes it, and he some as it's falling, he somehow gets his hand on it and the wall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as it's coming down, and he and he just kind of jumps straight up in the air and lands on top of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like real quick, like whoop, boom, and then it slams on the floor, and he's on top. Yeah. And I'm just like, I wow. He, um, dude, and, and watching the scenes at the end, you just realize this guy is one of the hardest workers I have ever seen. Yeah. He is working so hard every single fight scene. It's amazing. I know. And it's a failure. Like, great. They fail all yeah, the time. Yeah, they fail all the time. And there's one time the ladder completely folded on him. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. It's crazy. And he's all hurt, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, if you haven't seen it, if you're listening to this and you've never seen you probably have never seen it. Yeah. Go on YouTube right now. And look it up. You will. Yep. You will be very pleased. Right, stop the um, podcast. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Luke, um, uh, pause the podcast. Yeah, pause. Yep. And here's uh, my number. This one uh, is number ten. You guys, I don't know if you remember this one or have seen this one, but uh, the rundown has a scene where it's a. <laughs> I uh, knew this one was going to make um, it. Yep. <laughs> Go and watch it, man. You will agree with me. It's awesome. The rundown I, is who. Uh, it's, I um, it blew the, me away. Dwayne the Rock Dwayne, Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. And so they have this what's scene. The, uh, what's the other actor's name? Uh, Scott. Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. They have this scene where. Um, who was that one? I know Luke might disagree, but I think it's one of the most amazing scenes I've ever seen. Where wow, um, they're in this jeep and they tumble this jeep they throw this jeep off the side of a cliff and they have like a five minute long scene where these two are just tumbling down the side of a mountain Mm -hmm. and they're hitting trees and they're breaking stuff off and they're doing these flips and the music with it is perfect Mm -hmm. and i have never seen anything like that before where they tumble down this mountain for five minutes Mm -hmm. and it's awesome Mm -hmm. so if you're listening to this I know you don't believe me. <laughs> go on and watch it. You will be just as amazed as me. Um, so there uh, you go. Ten uh, of my favorite scenes uh, ever. Very good list of. Um, yeah, that was a real list. quick. At the end of each list, I give each agent an opportunity to contribute at least one or two okay. things. Like this is an easy one off the top of your head. Yeah. You can think of something, Joey. What, do you have one um, influential movie scene or like? Can I go with that two? Blew you away. Uh, sure, two. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm gonna give two. Um, just because I was actually thinking he went with the rundown over over either of these movies. Um, first one I would go with. I would totally go with in terms of influential scenes for me. The um, scenes with the uh, Jurassic Park. Um, there's plenty that you could go with. Yeah. But um, I'm right. actually gonna go with the Velociraptors in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, the that's a good one. Banding yeah. sequence with them yeah. and the kids uh, mm-hmm. in the kitchen. I just think like that's like one of those things that I feel like. That's like one of those scenes to me that that the later movies didn't even like almost try and replicate. Yeah, like it's such a good scene and it like never it like never got because they tried to do some of the stuff with the T Rex again and that they do in the first. No, they movie. did the opposite. They made the Raptors good. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Speaking but that's guys. that's the new one. But anyway, um, but yeah, so I just that that scene to me is is just incredible. I just I'm still like. I'm so scared for those kids and that yeah. and yeah. that scene. So I just yeah, I love that one. And then the other one I would I would pick is um, I'd actually pick the uh, the D Day sequence in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, so I always yeah. think is like it's like yeah. to me like to me I mean I no one had really done a sequence like that. Uh, before. No, you're right. I mean, That's new. I mean that something new something historical yeah. like that, yeah. like the gravity yeah. of that situation. I mean mm-hmm. I grew I grew up being a really avid reader and I, I used to love to read about like I used to read a lot of like war books and historical stuff and, yeah. and I remember like and I wasn't allowed to watch Saving Private Ryan until much later in my life but I, I snuck it in at 
I think 14 was when I saw it. <laughs> but like before that point, I'd read all these books about World War II. I was super interested. And like the gravity of D-Day just yeah. never hit me until I watched that scene. Yeah. And I just, right. I just like being able to it's communicate true. that in cinema and like the, the sort of brutality of that, that scene and that, that like historical moment yeah. is just like, Especially it's such a hard scene. Like, I don't, it's not like I've seen that scene many times because I yeah. like, I, I love that movie, but also kind of avoid it like the plague because it's just so hard to watch. Yeah, like that's such yeah. A hard well, I think the very first scene in that was but somebody it was Tom Hanks hand shaking, wasn't it? Or somebody was in there just shaking. Yeah, it was his hand. Yeah, yeah. his hand but, shakes. But, yeah, to me, it really yeah. hit me real hard when yeah. that when the first, when that gate just dropped. Yeah, and they were just met with gunfire. Yeah, and you're like, like how in the world did they even win this? Like, yeah. no, you're like, how? How? Like, yeah. Overwhelming numbers. Yeah, it's yeah. Overwhelming they, they couldn't numbers. shoot them yeah. fast enough. Yeah, they're, they, yeah. they're just shooting them like crazy. Yeah. And they just couldn't get them. I, all. I guess that's probably an overstatement, but. Um, yeah, that's 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 what it yeah, is. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So nice. I definitely, I definitely, yeah. Those two scenes to me are. My, I, I have uh, for defining. the Matrix. The Matrix to me, the most amazing scene is the dojo scene. That that yeah. is the most amazing scene. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. The, the dojo Iconic. scene to me. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, uh, the imitations that came. Every scene. Every scene from that movie has has had an imitation somewhere along yeah. the line. Yeah. Someone has done something. One of the most influential movies. Uh, of all time, um, well, uh, arguably the greatest movie of all time, but arguably, arguably, um, and uh, you know the dojo scene is what like really is like the icing on the cake. That that's just an amazing scene. Um, you know the, the everything about it. Um, and secondly, well, uh, can I add something? You know what made that scene twice as amazing? What's that? Was when Mouse came in and, and oh, yes. posted up there and goes, Morpheus is fighting Neo. Morpheus is fighting Neo. And they all Neo. jump up and they're yeah. all like, see, that, that, yes. that's storytelling. Yeah, it is. Because that gets me, yeah. as a viewer, I'm going, wait a minute, I'm supposed to pay more attention to this. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's and, right. and I do. Yeah, you yeah know, exactly. Because it's, it's pretty amazing. It was a small yeah. thing that meant Little so much. Little thing that made a yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and probably another scene that I would uh, contribute to, like that was like my jaw was just open. Is a scene from Signs when uh, I was actually talking to Brad and Jeff about this a couple uh, just this just this week uh, about one of the most influential scenes that has like I caused me to judge a lot of other scenes from this scene is the scene from Signs when they realize that an alien is reaching his hand into the basement mm-hmm. and and they drop the flashlight and they run to uh, oh, what was his name Morgan mm-hmm. and they get the alien off and they grab him but here's the thing you don't see any of it. You yeah. just hear it. Yeah. Really. And the camera the is yeah. watching a flashlight on the floor. That's yeah. all it's doing. Right. And you just hear what's going on. And to me, that was so influential because I was like, like we like what we said, yeah. the imagination is doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. And and the, the, the movie is just giving you an avenue for your ab- imagination to do its to do its thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and that to you're, me was so influential. You're on the edge of your seat watching Absolutely. a flashlight. Watching yeah. a flashlight. Watching how is this possible? Yeah. Yeah. How is this possible? But you watch it and you're like, how did he do that? Yeah. You know, and that to me is 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 a standard by which I judge so many of the movies. I can't believe nobody else, like hardly anybody else, really does this. You know, they they you know the way that he built that up and then the execution was amazing and, yeah. and it was so intense. But you're just watching a flashlight on the floor. Yeah. No, so that, that's probably. Audience's imagination against yes, them is exactly is, is so key and yes. it's it's yeah. so underused. It is. You're, you're so exactly sad. right. It Probably is sad. one of it my is really sad. Come yes. on, Hollywood. It, 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 it is. Anyway, no, CG's made us lazy. Yeah, oh. that's exactly right. Well, I mean, lazy and not, I guess, in a sense. I mean, you have people at computers doing a lot of work. I guess probably spending a ton of hours on on uh, on. Um, 
Thanos looking like a purple Rick Harrison, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but I mean, in the same sense, like in terms of your writing and your directing, and they're kind of just getting lazy. That's when they right. They that are. That's off. right. We're just going to throw yeah. some CG we're in just here. Gonna, we're, I'm yeah. just going to get that guy on a computer to make me uh, something. My thing is okay. Before we do the CG, let's bring in the Henson. Bring in the Henson company, oh my and word. then puppets, we'll talk man. about. We'll talk about. <laughs> anyway, He's okay, Joey. Puppets, that's puppets. What's your list? What's your list, man? Okay. Why are you the way that you are? Okay. All right. So starting out at number 10, my list is in order, is in a particular order. So we're going to start at the top and go down to number one. Uh, starting out at number one or number 10 for me is um, Stinky Pete, the prospector. Okay. So uh, that movie, now this one, <laughs> now this one actually comes from, comes from seeing that movie in theaters in 1999 when I was a little kid. Yeah. But I thought Stinky Pete was like, I was just like, who, like you get really? that whole sequence. Yeah. You get the whole sequence with, um, oh shoot. What's her name? Jesse. Um, Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. A hair full of yarn. Yarn yeah. full of hair. Uh, <laughs> I must go. I must go. <laughs> you, you get that whole scene where, like, she's abandoned, right? And you're so bummed, but, like, she's so still so happy and nice. And then Stinky Pete is, like, this corrupt, awful toy. I don't know. It just, like, it just, like, struck me as so weird. Really? Like, when you find out that he's corrupt. And I remember, like, just being, like, so wanting him to be done. Just, like, be out oh. of the movie. Really? And so I wow. was, I had no tolerance for Stinky Pete. <laughs> really? So, yeah. I wow. thought he was a good character myself. I thought he was a I, great I, character. So in this particular list, I would say that you get one of two things. You either get characters who are written really well or characters who are written terribly. Okay. But I don't think you get like like but it's you get both. And I, I agree. I don't think the writing on him was bad. But like as a kid watching that movie, I was just like so You just didn't like him. Yeah. I just was like, Why are you here? You're gross. Like just get out of here. <laughs> you like, really are much, stinky Pete, I, aren't yeah, you? I pretty much was the kid who would have like tossed him to the side. Uh, like I, I, just, <laughs> I just was like, You deserve it. Now go yeah. away. I don't know. He just was a weird one. Um I just always think about him as like just being weird. Okay. So number nine. Tom Sawyer from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, yes. Gentlemen. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. if, so yep. I, I was an avid reader. Yep. I'm an avid comic books reader. So I've read all the uh, original. That um, movie still has an appeal to me. I don't no, know No, it's. I actually really like that movie. I know. I really it's, like it's, that movie very much so. But all yeah. the characters, um, like the original comics, in the original comics, there is no Tom Sawyer. They're all okay. characters from British literature because it's a, Br- it's a British mm. um, writer. Mm. And, so, and so we get all these characters from British literature, and then we get Tom Sawyer, who's like the archetypal, like worst stereotype of an American. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and, so I just like, and so I just think it's Brash, like... Brash, arrogant, yeah, thinks he's yeah, better he's than just, what he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, just like, he's just like a jerk. And I just, being, I just remember being like so turned off by him. Just, mm. again, why are you the way that you are? Mm. I just, just remember being like, they just gave us this archetypal yep. stereotype character yep. and I think he brings the movie down in a lot of ways yeah. um, it, so I think you're right it's, it's, I it's, thought the same thing about yeah. um, I know but it has so much potential uh, about man. Captain Nemo and the fact that he was like this weird Indian guy That that's I was like why because Gregory no not, was it Gregory Peck no, it was James Mason. Yeah, yeah James that's Mason. Right. He did James awesome. Mason set the standard for me. And when I saw this new Captain Mino, I was like, who are you? And that's like, I thought, why are you the way that you are? So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no. So, so yeah, I just remember I, I wasn't turned off by Captain Nemo. I like, I think I like all the other characters in that movie, if I remember correctly. But, but I just was so turned off by um, Tom Sawyer. By Tom Sawyer. That's understandable. Yep. I, yeah. I know exactly what, what you mean. 
what is it about that movie? It's so good, but it's so bad. Like it's, 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 <laughs> no, I agree. There, like, there are there some are, awesome uh, scenes in there. Like when they get it, remember they're all having that, that conference around that table and they get attacked. Yeah. yeah. Just cool, really cool scenes. Like they did the invisible man. Yeah. You see him real quick. He jumps up and he puts water. Like he's, yeah. He's like disappearing right in front of your face. Well, that was, like it's, that it's was like, crazy. that was almost, I mean, that movie is almost like an Avengers before Avengers. It's true. Like I yeah. just yeah. wish, I just yeah. wish we Massive could crossover. And this is, this will be something when we eventually uh, address ready player one, two, but I just, wish that like we could get more crossover movies mm. like more like pop culture yes. like characters yep. together in movies like yep. working together like yep. that you see them together it's just so cool aren't, aren't like the japanese like really big into that like, like in terms the, for anime and stuff for, like yeah crossover they cross over yeah. everything yeah I just I love that, and I just feel like we could do it. We probably could do it so much more in movies if there weren't so many copyrights on everything. That's yeah, true. But yeah. I just right. I just who uh, gets the money? Yeah, exactly. But I just would love to see so much but, more of that. And I think that movie I uh, Luke called that movie out a long time ago on the podcast, and and I th- I actually think it's a really special movie to watch. But I I kind of rumor, I think you'll be disappointed by Tom Sawyer's character, specifically because he's the only American and he's just a brat. It's such yeah. a great concept. It's so hard to ruin. Yeah, but they tried their best. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. But I still get. I don't. I could watch it today. Still be entertained by it. But yeah, at the no, same I, time, I, I, there's I, just so much yeah, to be. There's just so much lacking. There's so much more you yeah. could have done. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. By the yeah. way, Tom Holland is listed as as actor in Venom. Really? Really? That's weird. Is it listed in the actors list? That's wow. weird. You okay. might have, maybe have a Spider-Man It says in association with Marvel. I know. You, yeah. I'm just saying you might have That would be sweet. That would be yeah. dope. Anyway, that would be very dope. Yeah. Okay, number eight. Infinity Gauntlet Part 2. There's Venom. Oh! That would be. Look at Joey's face. He's got that dreamy far <laughs> look. Again, I was just talking about crossovers <laughs> and putting characters together. If Venom made it in oh. to be <laughs> into Avengers Part 2, I, I would probably die of happiness. Okay, uh, number eight. Willie Scott, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, oh, really? Yes, absolutely. Hey, lady. I mean, you call him Dr. Jones. <laughs> you didn't like him, huh? Like who? The girl. Willie is the girl. Oh, oh I'm Willie's sorry. I thought you meant the kid. No. Who's the girl? Who, no. Who's the kid? What's the kid's Shows name? How long been Tang. What's the kid's uh, name? The kid's name is Tang, the, right? No, no, no. no. I thought his name was the Tang. The kid is short round. The kid is short round. What's his real name? Short round. That's what they call him in the movie. I thought they called him Tang. <laughs> what? I thought it was... Oh, everybody's looking it up. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, the girl. I thought you were talking about the kid. No. You know, she married Steven Spielberg. Did she really? Yep. Really? Is you that why that? she's in that movie? No, she she Yeah, short round. He's not given any other name. He's listed yeah. as short oh, round. Oh wow, okay, yeah. you're right. Um, no, but she uh no, she married Steven Spielberg. She met him on this on the uh, set of that. Oh really? Yeah, she became his wife. Well, I she guess, I, I guess married for I guess he found her interesting then. Anyway, <laughs> um I, I don't know. I, so yeah, I think uh, I actually really I know I know a lot of people really hate Temple of Doom. Um I actually really like Temple of Doom. Okay. But I I mean she's just I mean she's like She's like, it's she's like Marvel humor in a movie that shouldn't have had Marvel humor. Yeah, like yeah. that. Like she is mm-hmm. like the source of that. I mean, to me, when you have when you have um, Marion in the first movie, yeah. who's so good. Yeah, and then like this. I know this is supposed to be the prequel, but like yeah. you're just like you're given like the but this for us wasn't the prequel this was for us after the first movie um and and after raiders and you're just like you're like how 
How yeah. is Indy even like rem- like you as yeah. the audience? If yeah. you're gonna replace the female actress from the first yes. movie that, that that people liked a lot and that, yeah. that you like a lot, you need to convince your audience to like this female character as well. And they like did the opposite of that. I yeah. mean, maybe they wanted to like for vary it up. They can't they can't just be another actress just like Marion, just like that character. But she's just like. She's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I just watched that movie and I'm like, why are you the way that you are? Yeah. You are ruining a perfectly good Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, okay. uh, yeah. Yep. And I so. can see that. All right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's how I feel. Um, number seven up on my list. I almost wonder. It's The fact that she's actually so high on my list is surprising. That means there's some other good ones here. But um, Rachel Dawes from um, Dark Knight Dark and Knight, from yeah. Batman Begins. Rachel Dawes. Play, play, played, by, played by two different actresses. Yes. But just as horrible in both <laughs> movies. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, yeah. like the more I think about this character, she wasn't – she like – when I was making this list, she kind of showed up late. But then I realized, like, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, she has to be on this list. Because she, she's, like, she's honestly so insulting to the character of Batman. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, the more I watch that series, as much as I love that series, the more I watch the series, the more I realize how insulting Stop to Batman it. that series is. Yes. Um, and yes. she's not even in the third one. But, yeah. but, I mean, the thing is, is, like, again, you know, she gets killed off and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. But, um, <laughs> in, in, in the Dark Knight. But I, she just, I mean, she is, like, She's like Batman's compass, his like compass of justice that shouldn't be there. Like Batman shouldn't be shouldn't have anyone telling him like I could have gotten behind yes. maybe. Maybe that scene before he's even before he's even left. That scene right after his parents died where he's got the gun, he's going to he's going to go on on Joe Chill. That scene where she chews him out. I could maybe get behind that, yeah. right? But that yeah. should have been the end of it. But she's like his moral compass until she dies. Right. And so and his motivation. And to me that was just so insulting to the character of Batman. They yeah. pretty much have this character who is like Batman's yeah. sense of justice, right. but like it's not Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, so, you, well the, you're you're hitting on what may makes Batman so cool is the fact that he doesn't he doesn't accept help really from anybody. Yeah. He'll accept it from Alfred. Yeah. He'll accept it barely. Maybe maybe. maybe. Because he and Alfred disagree too, right? You know, and he'll maybe accept it from his underlings like Robin and stuff, maybe. But right. usually he doesn't even do that. Yeah, and that's yeah. what makes him cool. He's like, no, I'm right. And every yeah. now and then you he know? gives Clark a good, uh, you know, Clark. He like might m- listen to Clark or just like think about yeah. something. Clark well, says. I mean, I mean, there are, <laughs> I mean, it. there are heroes. There are heroes in the Justice League that are obviously far more powerful than him, and Batman stands up to them. But it also right. makes sense why Batman might take advice now and again from them. But right. like, she's this childhood friend that. As much as I love you, Christopher Nolan, he, like yeah. he just—they never did a good job at showing us why she was like, why he was so into her. Like yeah, she just yeah. was never that interesting. And, and honest she trailers, was always, honest she was trailers, always, like Toby of, yeah. <laughs> of the Batman series. Yeah. I was okay. just like, honest yeah. trailers put it so well. You know, you know, for some reason, mopes around for seven years after his sort of girlfriend dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> His sort of girlfriend. That's <laughs> yeah, true. So well done. Yeah. But she is she is such a blight on that series. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I hear um, you, man. I know so, exactly yeah. what you're saying. So Absolutely. I thought she deserved that. So um, number six, I have Emperor Commodus from Gladiator. Uh, mm. Really? So, yeah. I mean, he... He, I think he fits. I thought this. he was a great character. Well, no, I think he is. I, again, this isn't necessarily about great, like great bad or writing. Bad, okay. Yeah. Again, it's not about bad writing. 
but he's not. He wasn't a. He wasn't like a character I wanted to see more of. Like I, he's, he just hated he's gross. Him. Mm-hmm. He's gross and he's disgusting. And he's disturbing, and I, I like yeah. actively rooted that he dies quickly. As I, I, well, yeah, no, I would me. agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, absolutely. See that that to me is what makes it better because of how much I hated him. And yeah. some, I mean, in some ways, this list is about characters that I still I really hate. But like they again, some of it's good writing, some of it's bad. Yeah, like Willie is bad writing, right? And 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 Emperor Commodus is good writing, but in both ways, I'm still like, uh, why are you? I just want you, you off the yeah, screen. I want yeah. you off the screen as immediately just such as possible. A gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and so and so hat like and so yeah. you you'll get someone here that are really good, and someone here that are really bad. I right. mean, you guys, uh, understand yeah, I know why exactly. I, have, yeah. I was uncomfortable yeah. every time he was on yeah. screen. Like, who's he gonna kill next? He was yeah, actually, and he was actually the one that gave me the idea for this list because oh, wow. I sent a, I sent a gif uh, to uh, a friend via text of um, like like a month ago of him of him of that scene where he puts his thumb right. And oh yeah, yeah, thumbs yeah, down, yeah, yeah, right? Thumbs the down. thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And so so then I was like, then I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, I was like, I hate him so much. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good gif. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and then so this is another one. Actually, this next one up here is actually going to be another. I think another really good example of really great writing, of making a character that you hate so much. But like again, I wanted swift death, swift swift death as quickly as possible. But Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter and um, yeah. and the uh, Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I um, I mean, you could we could probably do a whole years worth of podcasts on what the Harry Potter series got right and what it got totally wrong. Absolutely. But, um, but, uh, but, um, I think Dolores Umbridge was one they actually got pretty close to right. So okay. based yeah. off of, um, so, yeah. and so, um, and I, I, would agree and with I that think, too. and I, I mean, I mean, she's even worse in the books, but they definitely, they, uh, the movie itself isn't even great, but they definitely got someone who, who I was actively r- waiting to actively hoping would get killed off any moment. So there, there's not oh. many characters in film like her. I, I think that she would, I, I'm not sure if a male could write a character like her when you're reading about her, you're like, this is such an interesting take on a, on another woman on, on a woman. I think that it Who's only ruthless. comes from a woman perspective. Yeah. I'm not sure if a male could actually write a character yeah. like that. You know what I mean? That's like an such point. an amazingly hateable character. Yeah. I've never seen anybody like her, frankly. Yeah. yeah who's a, who's another lady, like ruthless the, lady like that. I feel like like, only, like that. I feel like the only yeah. one that comes to mind that might, that I might equate is Trunchable from Matilda. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, one I might equate, or maybe yes. that girl, that lady from who's pretty ruthless in a real way, was that a little princess? What was the, the her teacher? Remember that lady? Oh yes, yes, yeah, the teacher. Yeah, she was pretty ruthless. Yeah, but she was pretty ruthless. Or or, or the stepmother uh, from Cinderella. The, the, the closest one would be Darla Dimple from, in my opinion, from uh, uh, Cats Don't Dance, because on the exterior was the sweet and funny and cute, but on the interior was wickedness. And uh, I mean, like like I said, from from uh, Little Princess, she's not like that. You know that 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 teacher way. She's not sweet and fun and cute on the outside. Yeah, and horrible. She's on the always just dead. Yeah, on the outside is a celebration right. of all that's good. On the inside is a celebration of all that's evil. You know, and, and to me, the closest person that comes to that is Darla Dimple, but she's a cartoon character. And Dolores Umbridge. Like, you know, it, it's such a contradiction of feeling because mm-hmm. she's a celebration on the outside of all that is sweet and cute and fun and, mm-hmm. and, and pink and, you know, and girly. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, you're just, just, just a celebration of all that you hate about people, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I should say, and I should maybe point out or specify with my antagonists that are on this list too, 
that in terms of why are you the way that they are or why are you the way that you are and why I thought they fit into this list is to me they're antagonists that almost like you're not entirely sure how they're causing so much trouble, uh-huh. but they are. Yeah. Like, like I mean, so many to me, so many like of my favorite villains, they're formidable villains, right? Like the Joker is formidable villain. Like, like yeah. you understand why he's causing Batman so much trouble. Mm-hmm. But like these, to me, these characters, they've gained they've gained a place in society that they've been put over the, your protagonists in a way that they can cause trouble. But they're they themselves are not like people that you could, would consider formidable. Like she's just like this. Minister, like she's part of the Ministry of Magic. She's she's just administration essentially. So yeah. you're like, how is she so evil? Yes. How is she causing so much trouble? But she inevitably no some somehow no one's able to stop her mm-hmm. for like a whole movie. So and I feel that I mean I kind of that's the way I felt about Stinky Pete too. Was like initially you don't know he's the villain, right? And so and you're just kind of and then you're kind of like like how is this like short little chubby prospector guy <laughs> ruining all my favorite characters <laughs> like ruining their time like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's that's kind of the way and, and so and I, I feel that way too with um with uh, Emperor Commodus like like it's he's in this position of power yeah, right? you're, you're but, sitting there. You're just, could someone just kill him? Yeah, but, he's like, <laughs> but you're just like, hard. but he himself, he's walking exactly. down when he's sleeping, and he slices him. Up. Exactly, it's, it's but really he's not like formidable in the in the way right. that some like some other characters are formidable, right? right. Like some other villains are formidable. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I said, the Joker, or even like um like uh, Fitzpatrick from um from Revenant, right? Like right, like, yes. like he's yeah. he's crazy and he's nasty, and you get like he's the embodiment of the viciousness of like, and, the like, wilderness. And like the uh, the <laughs> other guy on your list from Pan's Labyrinth, the bad uh, oh, yeah. general mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so yeah, so like like those pe- those guys are formidable in a way, and to me these guys aren't, and so that's why I'm like, why are you the way that right, you are? Because. Right. Because like, how are they there and able to cause so much destruction to the character who I really like? So it when, seems like such a simple fix would stop them. Right, exactly. But, but it never, it never comes, and it's so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. Cyclops from the original oh, X Men wow. series. I, again, as an avid reader, again, as an, I don't know, I don't know if this was bad writing or if it was James Marsden's fault, but as an avid reader of of the of the comics. I always used to root. I mean, before I saw the movies, like when I was a kid, I always used to root. Like, there's this always this weird like love triangle, right, between Jean Grey, Logan, Wolverine, and Cyclops, right? Yes, right. And you always used to, and you know, Logan's like the bad boy, and you know, and he's cool, and I like, I love, I've always loved Wolverine, but to me, you still like root for Cyclops and Jean Grey because like Cyclops is just like he's such he's such a cool like cool-headed leader. He's such yeah. a good guy. Logan just like doesn't seem like the kind of person like he who wouldn't should be stick marrying. around. Yeah, yeah. He, wouldn't stick he was like around. the fatherly type, right? Yeah. And so so like you so like uh, you know, based off of that, you don't actively root, but I was always actively rooting against Cyclops in the X-Men trilogy. Uh, and he was just so he wasn't like like it pivoted against each other. Like Cyclops is still really interesting and cool in the comics, and he's right, so flat yeah. in the original. Yeah, he really yeah. is. He's yeah. so he really flat. Is. He's just so like boring, and, and they call him like Boy Scout, but it's like the worst kind of Boy Scout. He's just like he just doesn't <laughs> right. seem to be the commanding leader. Yeah. He doesn't seem he, he's like having his own problems, but he can't really stand up to Logan. And then Logan's so cool, and yeah. it's just it, it, yeah, it, they absolutely. totally got that wrong mm-hmm. because he's just so flat. So yes. I, that might he's be awesome in the comics. Yeah, he is. Absolutely yeah. he is. Yeah, absolutely he is. And so like knowing the comics and then and then how that played out in that original trilogy, I was just like I was like, I, I'm always rooting for Logan in this trilogy, and I know that's wrong. So they, they, they've done something wrong yeah. to Cyclops. And yeah. so really, and quick, re- really cool thing he did once in the comics that mm-hmm. I read. Really cool. Mm-hmm. He walked right up to one of the Sentinels, one of those huge things, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. yelling at him to pick him up. 
He's like, pick me up. And he keeps screaming at the sun. So the sun will pick him up and he blasts its head off. Mm. I was like, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> How did he get down? It fell over with him on it. Oh, okay. That was, was kind of like Legolas and the elephant. That would kill me. Not you mean, you mean, mean, mean Scott Summers. Oli font. All right. That's true. Go ahead. Fair point. Yes. So Cyclops is my number four. Flat, bland, why are you the way that you are? Uh, <laughs> okay. Now we're going to get to my top three. Um, Percy Wetmore of Green Mile. Oh my gosh, what a hateable character yeah. he was. He's kind of like Commodus esque. Yeah, yeah, just that's like, what I'm, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he's yeah. gross and he's grotesque, and as, <laughs> and somehow he's able to cause all this trouble that yes. you're absolutely abhor. Yeah, and you're like, how is no one just ending him? Like, yeah, right, and so, right, exactly. and you can just see him like this boiling. He's just like, Ugh. I didn't know the sponge was supposed to be wet. Right. <laughs> Just, I didn't know the sponge was supposed to be weighed. Yeah, yeah. No. You just want to kill him. Yeah, exactly. What else, did he, what else did he say? Um, he said... Um, That's the only quote I remember from him, Percy. Well, I, I don't know. I can't really think of anything else that was like notable. That, that to me, that was the most notable quote from him. <laughs> yeah. He just said everything out of his mouth was just so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, like going off of this this Michael Scott Toby metaphor, like these are all characters that have made me say no, no, please no, yeah. no, right? And <laughs> yes, so, yeah. So, so that I mean, so I think so. So Percy's right up there. So in my top three, yeah. So Percy Wetmore number two, I have Denethor from Lord of the Rings. Uh, I actually went between a couple Lord of the Rings characters. He's pretty hateable too. And yeah, Denethor comes out. Oh, well, I just what he like you know how he treats his sons yes. and how he's and how he's like essentially king of this beautiful city and he's he's become so corrupted yeah. and so violent. Again, yeah. he's seemingly Steward. again like st- right, exactly. Oh yeah, thank you. Sorry. Um that was a, that was Gandalf's ultimate insult. Yes. That yes. was Steward. Yeah. Right. Yes. It is not given you the right to ret- to deny the return of the king. Steward. Steward. Right. Yes. But I just mean, so, so yeah, but standing, like, next to Gandalf, right, he's just, again, he's just so gross. And yes. So, like, exactly. He even eats food gross. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So he's eating that food, you're just, like, ill. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, how do you how do you live in a city like this, and how do you have the life that you have, and then still yes. become so corrupt and, oh. and vile? Just behind and, the world ahead. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I could sing the whole thing if you want. Go for it. No. no. Okay. <laughs> The That's the Hobbit, you bumhead. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Okay, and uh, so for my number one, um, curious to see. What, I mean, because he represents something interesting in the movie, so I'm curious to know what you guys think about this one. But I have Private Timothy Upham from Saving Private oh, Ryan. Good oh. one. Do you know who? Do you know who uh, I mean? Yeah, Upham. Yeah, Upham. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I have him. So he um, was a pretty hateable character. Well, I mean, it's it's just they tried to redeem him, but I was still like, I, I don't forgive you. Well, yeah, I he like he you. has this like he, he I understand like the role that he's supposed to play. He's supposed to like, I guess I don't know, maybe accentuate the horrors of war or show that not every man is meant for war. Maybe, but just just that scene where he's a room away and he's just unable to move or to act or to anything when when that's happening is just is just, yeah is just the I know, war. but they had him it, shoot that guy later. Again, but it I know, but it, it didn't do anything. I'm like, a little too late, pal. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't forgive you. Yeah, I know. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. make it okay. Well, and not only that, but uh, he, doesn't he shoot him when he's helpless? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. like this weird... Again, I think it was supposed to accentuate the horrors of war because he lets... What's his name? Go, right? He's the one who um, lets the, the Nazi prisoner go when they want to kill him. The German prisoner. Yeah, the, yeah. And then the German prisoner go, and then, it like, and then he has that thing at the end where he kills the guy. Yeah. And it's like... 
it's it's just like again, I think it's supposed to extend like show like what war does to people, right? Because because yes. he kind of in a sense he he makes the he makes the the kind or the gracious call, and and you kind of want to root from there, but then after everything that transpires in the final scenes, you just can't, and so. And and for, but for me that scene where he's like in the other in the other room it just is just like like the most heart wrenching. Yeah, like well, not only that because that, that was that no question was the absolute worst death scene I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that was it. That, yeah. There's not even nothing any close to that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that that accentuated the whole yeah. thing. Yes, that is a very very dramatic. traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's traumatic. Yeah, yeah. watching that. You'll scene. remember that for the rest of your life. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I laugh at these people who, who get up there and they say, well, violence, uh, violent video games are desensitizing. Tr- try this. Go, go, go to, a, go to a, a veteran and say, oh, I know what you're going through. Oh, really? Yeah, I've played violent video games. Or how about this? Oh, I'm, I'm ready for war. Really? Yeah, I've played violent video games. Are, are you kidding me? Like, violent video games can in no way prepare you or desensitize you to what you're about to do or what you're about to see nothing can prepare you for the horrors of war and death murder uh you know those kinds of things nothing can prepare you you can go through simulation after simulation until you actually do it for the real thing you'll never know what it's like you'll never be truly desensitized to it until you until you know you've done it a million times for real you know this like you know blasting people in my video games desensitizes me to violence that 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 and actually doing violence is is light years away you know and and i laugh at those people it does no it does not desensitize you it, is, it does not it's it's a joke yeah. That that is so insulting to the people who've actually gone through real violence. Like, oh yeah, I know what it's like. Oh really? Yeah, I played violent video games. Oh yeah, give me a break. Well, you don't even really hear that because it's it's not true. Well, well people I, are saying it more I and think, more now. Yeah, they are. I I mean, I think I mean, I think there's something. I don't know if maybe desensitization is the word. Do you think it? Do you think it could convince people to be violent? No, actually, absolutely. So I mean, not. I guess what I'm saying, yeah. I guess what I mean by that is, is yes, obviously that 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 the act of 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 murdering someone versus versus doing it in a video game, they don't compare. There's there's not even a remote comparison. But do you think that that doing it enough in video games in really graphic detail could 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 make someone think that they could do it in real life the, the, at best obviously once that's d- once they've yes. done it once um, they've done it obviously they're going to feel very differently than they did for via the video yes. game but i'm saying that do you think it could it could it could what bring I'm, them to that point where they do it what i'm saying is at best it gives them the idea yeah okay it does not give them the motivation okay it well yeah yeah for sure an yeah. idea people yeah. are saying this gives them the motivation that's okay. not true gotcha. i don't believe that's true at all yeah. i don't believe playing violent video games could ever motivate anyone to do violence oh why'd you why are you the way that well i play bad video games you know yeah you know i okay. didn't want to kill anyone until i played violent video games for 30 years yeah yeah right okay okay that that is that is insane yeah okay yeah. i i i i'm well i'm willing to make the argument that yes um you know because because people do recreate video game and movie death yeah. scenes but i'm saying that that movie or video game did not cause them to do it, it just gave them a, a creative idea well but does it make them more likely though no Either. absolutely not so. no I, so I, if so if uh let's say let's say if like uh i'm, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you i'm just curious right. to hear your thoughts right um but like let's say um uh, i don't know a 12 year old's been playing something gross like manhunt 2 or something really brutal like that mm-hmm. and and again it, it doesn't cause them to want to go into school and and murder somebody 
But if they are, I don't know, antagonized by another child in the school, do you think it makes them more likely to act out in violence? The video game? No, yeah. I don't. I don't. Absolutely, I do not. I think, you think even uh, after I, they've been putting all that stuff in their brain? Even after all that mm. stuff in their brain. I, I, I think because it comes it, down well, because to... Because it's, it's, too, it's too fantastical. Like, it's too false. It's uh, too fake. No, I, I, no, video what, games have become I, more and more real, though. I, I know. I mean, I, I'm but, saying that there are, are people out there that, that play violent video games but come from a, a great family. And no matter how many violent video games that they play, they will never act sure. violently and because their family life is good. And I'm saying that these pe- people who commit this violence and they say, well, I've been playing violent video games. My first question is, well, have you no been... One, generally have, no one says they've been playing violent video games. Normally right, it's politicians right. who are like... A lot oh. of, a lot of, well, yeah, but more and more people are saying, well, I mean, ha- have you been playing violent video games? My first question is, let's talk about your family. Let's talk about yeah. your family life. Yeah. You know, what's that look like? You know, yeah. uh, let's talk about your relationship with your parents, your brothers and sisters. Yeah. Let's talk about are you getting bullied at school? You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, are you playing violent video games? Okay, yeah. I yeah that, that is such... That's, that's so foolish and yeah. stupid. That the, the the violent video games is is a fruit of existing w- wickedness. Yeah. That that it, yeah, you sure. know that's By what I'm means. saying. You know, um, this kind of foolishness that oh yeah causes it. No, it's not true. It's it's your family life. It's the influence that's around you by real people, yeah. not fake people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, a bit that. of a rabbit trail. No, there. it's yeah, it was a rabbit trail. I was just curious to hear your thoughts because uh, obviously working in the public education system and some of the violence that's kind of inherent in there recently, I've just been just been thinking about. Yeah. Some of this well, stuff some violence and, and, you just, and, and just, violent, just I guess I've just been thinking about what causes kids to. I know. You know and we, and ha- we, what causes at this best kind of thing it to gives them an idea. Sure. Of sure. How, okay. do, how mm-hmm. do I do this? Violence? Yeah. No, I, I get that. I just I just have been thinking about like just all types of things. Absolutely. Another thing too, and we we kind of we paint violence too in a bet with the bad brush uh, a broad brush too because some violence is good i yeah. mean because you're, you're playing a video game and are you shooting who are you shooting are you shooting the villain or are you shooting well you're right you but know, I, and, I, a lot of times a lot of times when 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 video games get called into question it's it's the nasty ones that get called into question like yeah like Auto, Auto, like yeah. where you're yeah. running over or over the top yeah. yeah but again the same people are they they take video games to task not as much as they do with movies though I feel sure. It's like you're playing it. Well, so I guess out, I guess I was. It's like, but you'll watch The Walking Dead, which yeah, is like, well, I like guess nothing I, about I, death. I, I guess it. I was gonna. I guess I was gonna say that I wasn't really. I wasn't really just talking about video games with Luke there either. I guess I was thinking about just the violence saturation of violence in yeah. the media these days. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, music is violence. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's not, and not obviously not inherently or visually, but but there's a lot of really violent rap out there. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And so, um, but like music is violence. Uh, video games are violent. Movies are violent. Yeah, it's rap just, is really bad. Right yeah. Now. It's just it's it's like. T- 24 seven for some of my kids. And I just, you know, there's yes. a part of me that wonders, yeah. right? Like yeah. when I see, you know, everything that my kids are putting in their brains is part of me that wonders. I, I will how, say how, this. What effect does that have? I think music, music have specifically, on, especially for real people mm-hmm. does have an effect. I think all that, that stuff that they listen to in the city and that rap, mm-hmm. I think that does influence yeah, so them too. because yeah. then they go online, they look up this rapper mm-hmm. and he's living the lifestyle of what he's yeah. rapping mm-hmm. about. And it's like, yeah, I think that does actually yeah. have a big influence on what they what they do. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I, any of this causes it. But I just I wonder what I, I what the overall the, saturation. I, I think that there are many kids out there who have played more violent video games than me, have listened to more violent rap or songs than I have, have seen more violent things, have been have had violence committed to them at school, but are nicer and more gentle and more meek than I am because they had an amazing family life. 
Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. And anyway, but that's a that's a uh, a good thing to get philosophical on. But we need yes, to keep moving. Yeah, on. we are going to keep moving. Okay, uh, keep moving. So on. yeah, okay. so that's my list. Okay, um, why are good you the list. way that you are? Uh, Dove uh, contribution. Like yeah, you want to give us one contribution? Oh man, I wasn't even thinking. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we got I, all okay, the rabbit trail. I'll think. start off with one. Start off with one. Uh, absolutely, the general chick from uh, um, Black Panther. I just every time Dude, she was really? on the screen, I just hated her. I was really? like, "What are you doing oh, here? No. Get away, please!" And I know she's in a, the Avengers: Infinity War. I knew they were going to do that. I saw that coming a mile away. You know, I, I is every time she's on, she's just like, "I'm not happy until I'm beating up some some dude who weighs five hundred more pounds than me." And and recently, I just saw that stupid thing on Yahoo where uh, what's the name of the chick dove from uh, Tomb Raider. Vikander, Vikander, Alicia Vikander, Alicia Vikander. All right. <laughs> Vikander. Say it right. Vikander. There you go. Alicia Vikander. Okay, so <laughs> I, I want to say Viking. Um, th- they did this little article, and I posted on Facebook, uh, the article where uh, Alicia Vikander gets up there and, quote-unquote, kills some No, blocks. that wasn't Alicia Vikander. That was, um, no, yeah, it was that a was, girl, uh, different girl. Um, that was uh, uh, for what's Captain, Marvel. That Captain, was for Marvel, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel girl. Marvel girl. Uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Thank Larson, you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She was in uh, King Kong, the Skull Island. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brie Larson. Um, and, and, and she gets on there and kills some pull-ups. And yeah, I, was I, like, I was like, hmm, I, okay, let me check this out. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm into pull-ups myself. I struggle with pull-ups. So I, I went on there <laughs> and, and, and I was like, okay, let's see how much she can do. After nine months, she gets up there and does five. Well, okay. Five. I, I wasn't, I don't know. I, I don't know that I agreed with you on that post. I, the reason Five. I did, okay, I get that she did five, but I would also say that she looked like she was in the middle of a workout and no one said to her, no one said to her, do as many as you can. I think it was just someone taking a video so she could post on Instagram, and then she was death then, struggling on and the then last somebody, one. Like, and then somebody, like, again, but she might have been. Like, she might have already, already done a bunch. So I'm just like my point was my point was that <laughs> my point was that the person on Yahoo was making a lot out of something that Brie Larson herself wasn't even making a lot out of. She was just showing her fans that she was working on her superhero regimen. It could be. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I know. So but I, I, I can understand. The the, I can understand. As the, an objective standpoint, when you're posting a workout video, you don't. Hey, how's your workout going? You don't grab a twenty pound cur, uh, 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 dumbbell and go, "Oh, look, look what I'm doing." Okay, you don't show off something mediocre. You show off something amazing. And to that person writing, this was amazing. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Again, this the person is a joke. Writing, the person writing might be at fault, but. Brie Larson's back muscles look pretty good. Yeah, they they, they did, (laughs) Uh, and I'm not I'm not angry at her, but I'm I'm saying, is this how far we're going to to celebrate this foolishness? And and that's why I'm tying it back to this general. What's her face from from? Oh yeah, she's in The Walking Dead too. I uh, don't know. What's what's her name from uh, uh, Black Panther? I'm just like, you know, it's so stupid to me that she's like, I'm just not happy until I'm beating up men. I'm just not happy. I have to be beating up men. I'm here to beat up men. Where are the men? You I know, remember, I, I came here to chew that. gum and beat up men, and I remember, I remember uh, I'm out of gum. That. I mean, that was her whole, whole attitude. I'm just not happy until I'm beating up men. <laughs> okay, uh, and, and I was like, you're just so token. Just get out of here. All right, Dove, do you have? Well, I, got, I guess I, another token. What's her one. name? What's her name? Um, was um, who I thought ruined the movie. I thought it was a good movie, and she ruined it. Was uh, uh, Electra from Daredevil? Oh wow. Wait, Electra from. 
The first one. The first the one. Ben Affleck, Daredevil? <laughs> I think everything ruined that movie. <laughs> Bullseye was pretty dumb. I don't think... Okay, but I, I, don't, think, uh, I don't think... I think Ben Affleck no. ruined that movie just as much as... Just as much as... Uh, but she was another cookie-cutter one. You know, I yeah. don't know if there's anything interesting about yeah. that. It was It yeah. was the same... You know, you could you could do movie after movie of, um, you know, you could say, you know, someone's really annoying. That's why the, you are the way you are. Another one was Anakin from the old uh, um, Star Wars episode two and three. Yeah. Mm. Oh, teenage yeah. Anakin. Oh yeah. 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 He's he just uh, after a while, I was just like, dude, shut up. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's true. You're so true. annoying. Shut up. He's fair. like. Obi-Wan, he's holding me back. And you're like, shut up. It's like the Justin, the Justin Bieber of Jedi. You're like, you're like, actually, you're like, actually, give me a lightsaber. I'll learn you something. I actually <laughs> love that voice. I think we're going to need Dove to do that. I'm gonna, We're going to have you overdub all of Anakin's lines with that voice. <laughs> I hate that movie. sand, master. <laughs> Okoye. Okoye was her name. That's who you're talking about. Dude, you could, say, you could even say Jake Lloyd, too, for, since the beginning. Yeah, he it was, was like, why are you yeah. the weight you are? Yeah. Dude, and... and yeah. Uh, Anakin was really annoying. Yeah. He was actually a lot better in um, uh, the third one, where he was older. Yeah, yeah. He was better, and, in and that. he was like fully embraced the angry thing. Right, yeah. right. Yep. Okay, I think Okoye is who you're talking. All about. right. Well, that's that uh, Joey's list. Now we're going to move on to my list. We are um, ten indicators that you are in a space sci-fi a la Doctor Seuss. <laughs> oh my. Okay, here we go. These are in no particular <laughs> order. Okay. Um, first uh, number one. When all signs of danger have been ignored, the empty spaceship shall be explored. Now, Dove, you talked about this as one of your favorite plot. I love it. Items. I still love yes. it. Do you make a movie about yeah. it right now? Yes. I, really I mean, everything it. is all indicators that hey, this is not a good idea. Hey, Let's explore. Hey, wait, you no, or it's, we're getting a distress signal to. No, yes. no, we're going to this planet. Dum dum dum. Hey, distress signal. Yes. <laughs> all right, now. Even. <laughs> No, okay, no. Yes. Let's all have a conference. Are we going to this planet? Or are we going to yeah, check yeah, out this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know what's going on. You're going to check out the ship. <laughs> That's right. Because because our mission because because, be one of our, because one of our engines just burnt out yeah. and that other ship's got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something always happens that they have to go for it. Right? I love distress signals. Oh, okay, anyway, so that's uh, that's number one. <laughs> okay, this one for some reason is in every. It's like in every single one, and I'm struggling to think of one where this does not happen. The movie is not ready to sell yet till someone throws up in their helmet. Now that one is <laughs> is for some reason it shows up in almost all space or, or sci-fi. Someone's got to throw up in their helmet. Puke. Or some type of animal that comes out of that's the throat. Right, that's right. That's right. Something ends up on around. the face mask. You know, on the helmet. Blood. And I just don't know how. But it, it doesn't happen in Interstellar, but yeah. Their skull explodes right. inside. I think Interstellar is one that, that... Yeah, that's true. The skull explodes inside. No, I mean, Blood. I agree with you. It's all or over. freezes. Freeze. There's yeah. a hole in it. There's a crack. Yeah. And they go... Oh, yeah. The, they get flushed out into space and they freeze. And yeah. they become a <laughs> popsicle out there. Okay. Um, okay, <laughs> for some reason, like you always have to some, somebody throw up in their helmet. Okay, you thought the fastest way from point A is a straight line to get to point B, but with this paper and pen, I'll explain it again interdimensionally. Now that one, we always have this <laughs> always. one. We always like you know, and they always pretend like they're the first movie to come with this concept. Well, you thought the fastest way from point A, you draw a line with the pencil, then you take the pe- piece of paper. But what if we could do this? And you bend it in half and stick the pencil through. Whoa! I haven't seen that before. You know, and we ha- and, and History Channel every other freaking month is doing some sort of sort of interstellar, yeah, black interdimensional hole. black hole aliens, bro. You know, kind of you know stupid documentary where we take the piece of paper and we fold it in half and stick the pencil through, <laughs> and we all act like you have never seen this before. This is the first time you see uh, it. Stranger what if we things. could just? Uh, oh, Stranger really? Things did, did it too. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> what if we could just fold it? Oh, I haven't seen that one before. Interdimensional okay. travel. Yeah, I'm yeah, just that's so the first season. It's the, he talks about the flea. Time, space, continuum. He talks continuum. about the flea on the line where he's like, he's like, here's time and here's us. And yep. we're the flea and yep. we're going yep. here. But what if you could? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they're all like, ah! <laughs> I know. Well, I like, haven't heard this before. Wow. Yeah. And we're in the audience. We're going, okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's the whole reason they had to set Stranger Things in the 70s was because right. they technically hadn't heard of that. Just yet. for that scene. <laughs> that's right. Okay. I thought it was 80s. Um, yeah. Second season is, I forget yeah. if the first season is early 80s or um, late 70s. A physicist, a biochemist, a psychiatrist, PhD. We'll meet pretty soon in a briefing room that's not a university. Now, I, uh, all, annihilation. Yeah, uh, all of these, we, all this, almost all what's happening. This, this is um, this is sphere. Yeah, um, sphere. you know, the, we, mm-hmm. these a all the time. Yeah, we too. gotta add, add something. You know, all these, all these major PhD people come together and they put on space suits. Well, it can't be science fiction without scientists. That's so, true. Yeah. That's Math, true. Well, they had a mathematician for a good reason because very sci-fi e. A ma- they figured math was the only language that they could speak to each other. That's right. Uh, yeah, and and that's also um in uh, what uh, was that Michael what, Crichton? Well, what was the one? Uh, the, what was the one? Uh, the visitation. Uh, uh, the visit or something no, like no, that. No, 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 the visit. Not Amy the visit. Adams. Um, oh, oh yeah. Um, um, oh come on. Oh, the big it? egg. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh uh, man! Arrival. arrival, arrival. Yes, thank you. Yep. That, that was, you know, that's another one where you know you get the scientists yep. together and we start. I like that. Joey about didn't like can... that movie. No, I love that movie. Oh, you did. Oh, who was it that didn't like it? it? I forget. Was who it Wes? I, I think Wes saw it. I love that movie. Sure. I very much liked Arrival. Okay, now this one I did actually steal from Doctor Seuss a little bit. I did okay. borrow from Doctor Seuss here um, uh, from The Grinch. Uh, the term slingshot shall only apply when rocket fuel is in short supply. That one is we we always have to slingshot around a planet. I mean, uh, this yeah. one, whenever you're traveling, yeah. that is you, interstellar. You can't oh, you yeah. can't come across a planet without saying slingshot. We will you know? use the gravitational force <laughs> yes, again. to fly around again. And gain every speed. space fi- space sci-fi thinks they're the first one to explain to you slingshotting around yeah. a planet. You know, and and this one, it, you see this seriously, like in like eighty to ninety percent of it. Every time that we're, that we're either entering in. Or we're exiting out of the planet, over the destination. We talk about slingshot because we're out of we're out of fuel. Well, what yeah. if we slingshot? Didn't think of that one. You know. <laughs> oh wait, I love actually, it. yeah, I love actually, it. You know what? Actually, that was. I'm trying to think. Did I'm trying to think if Interstellar did that? But the Martian was the one I remember talking about slingshot. Yeah, the Martian yeah. does that. Dude, they all we do. have to slingshot this thing around. That's right. That's right. They come up. With but it. they're always like, they're but always sir, like, funny. Yeah, there's a sub planet that we could slingshot know, around. But you know, and they're always like, they're always like, what are what are the odds that this will work nine trillion to one yeah and it always works in the movie <laughs> well um, i mean that's part of a movie you I know it's know. funny too like this list so far you could put all this together in a movie and i'm still gonna watch that's, it. that's oh right. yeah that's right that's exactly right <laughs> um and, and you know it's and, and the slingshot is just like it's just this overused plot i mean this overused term um that's kind of like and every time that okay okay what happens what's the next line after in a movie someone puts their hand on their forehead because they have a fever what's the next line you're burning you're up. burning up every single time it's never wow you have a fever or wow it's hot up there or, or wow are you okay no you're burning up every single time and and in the books whenever you read a book and someone starts a car at a very serious very serious moment the engine roared to life 
every single time. You know, and, and the same with the slingshot every single time. Anyway, okay. As a writer, you're supposed to avoid those kinds of things. That's right. <laughs> like the plague. Unless that's it works. Right. Uh, <laughs> if it works, keep doing it. No. If it sells. No, that's the point. Well, no. If it sells, man. Artistic integrity. No, we talked no. about this. No, if it sells, keep doing it. That's what country music does. Okay. Yeah, that's what Disney does. Uh, n- moving on. Uh, a journey of light years ahead. Autopilot surely will keep, <laughs> but an asteroid or a ne'er-do-well droid shall awake at least one cryo from sleep. Someone <laughs> always wakes up. Someone always wakes up. Whenever you have a cryo tray or you know a cryogenic sleep, someone wakes up prematurely every single time. You guys want, do you guys want to start our independent film career as directors and writers by making a movie where nobody wakes up? <laughs> it's just a spaceship flying. It actually <laughs> works. The yeah, way everyone it's gets it there. It's just twenty minutes of. Beep. <laughs> and, and when they arrive the planet everyone wakes up yep. and hey hey happily hey. ever after hey this is exactly the planet we thought it was yeah, no we have a we have a we have a twist nobody wakes up oh oh <laughs> they all die it's an hour and a half that's right they all die okay <laughs> that's actually incredible now now i want to make that okay um okay here we go send in the second it's team just, to wake up it'll the first just be, team it'll just be like a little roomba type droid just cleaning the ship as they're all sleeping, <laughs> playing music for an hour and a half, and then they get there and they're all dead. Um, now this next one is a haiku. Oh, nice. Add a little spin. Lose atmospheric pressure. Better out than in. A room always loses pressure every single every <laughs> single time. You have you can't have a space sci-fi without a loom room losing pressure. You hit the big red button and. <laughs> Everything yeah. gets oh, sucked yeah, yeah. out, <laughs> you know. You, every single time, so there's got to be at least one room that loses pressure. You know, something's got to get blasted out in the space, jettisoned yep. out there, and they're all floating out there, like what you were talking about earlier. And then their eyeballs explode or what? What have uh-huh. you? <laughs> you know. And actually, the the the, the Cloverfield um, paradox. Ca- paradox was actually the first one that I saw take an interesting spin when it, when they did lose pressure on uh, uh, the one room. It was filled with water and it instantly froze. Mm-hmm. Actually, took me by surprise. I was like. Well, I guess it's gonna flat, and it's gonna be floating water in space. Mm-hmm. What an idiot I was! Right, <laughs> and, and, and as soon as it cracks open, the water freezes instantly, mm-hmm. and the person in the water died. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was Zhang Zhi. Um, I she, love Zhang Zhi. Zhang Zhi. She died, unfortunately. Aww. It was a sad moment. Okay. Is it all? Okay. <laughs> Want to add pressure to mission? Need an excuse for more time? A storm shall suffice, be it wind, sand, or ice, for extension from three days to nine. And I talked about this one a couple of months ago when I did, uh, actually last year when I did my list of many miss a, a list of like the 10 most inveni- convenient uh, plot devices. Mm-hmm. The storm, you know, I mean, like, you know, how can we prolong, how can we add drama? Just, you know, it's like, you know, kind of like uh, in a soap opera, how do we add drama? Well, we make everyone sleep with each other. Okay, that's just, that's what we yep. do. Okay, in, in sci-fi, how do we add drama? Storm. You know, just put the storm there. Well, we can't leave. You know, we, we could leave right now and the movie would be over, but we can't mm-hmm. leave. Oh, there's a storm there. You know, that, that one is seriously like 80 to 90. Again, 89% like the storm. I see, it, I see it all the time, but I just still love it. I know, I me lie. too. <laughs> they like, they like look up way. and the horizon is a big sandstorm and they're yeah. like, oh, here we go. Yep, yep. You know, got to get out of here, but we can't. Yep. Because the ship's broke, or there's a stowaway. Yes, we'll have to wait exactly. until the sandstorm passes over. Or a stowaway. Yes. Meanwhile, oh, something is creepy. The, the worm yes. thing is a stowaway that gets into the body of the person. They transform. They start wreaking havoc. Right. You know, inside the ship. Right. On the other people. Right. There's an X Files episode that does that too really well. No. And this yeah. is uh um early X Files, not late <laughs> X Files. This is uh number ten. Sculler and moldy. This yep. ship the the ship can get old and rusted, but a crew can never be trusted. 
now I there's I'm struggling actually to think of a crew um, where somebody was not a turncoat. You know, can you give me a crew Sunshine? in a space sci-fi? No, because the they captain, the captain of the, of the ship, previous ship, of the previous ship, it he's supposed previous, to be, but that wasn't yeah. the cat. That uh, wasn't I know, but but he's still part of this. It's just a different crew. You know what I mean? There's always a, a traitor um, that's supposed to be on your uh, side. He turns away. Uh, would you would you consider Apollo 13 a sci-fi? No, no, that's that. I would not because that is it's not fiction. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, it's not a true. it's not a it's not a great movie or a great sci-fi movie. But what's that one with Chris Pratt? You're always harping about. Is there a turncoat? In passengers, that movie? yeah, passengers. Is there right? a turncoat and passengers? Um, passengers. Just the two of them, and the captain comes alive, and I think that's it. It's just yeah, those that's three, it. right? And I don't um, think any of them. Yeah, wasn't they battle? No, 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 no. Wait, no. wasn't there somebody at home? The droid. Huh? I don't, I don't remember. remember. I'm don't such remember a forgettable movie. Yeah, that movie was forgettable. Okay, yeah. I guess I guess there's an exception there. There's always an there exception be, to the rule, yeah. Luke. Yeah. Well, well, that, that, doesn't make, that doesn't mean well, they're not that, rules. That's what makes it uninteresting. Yeah. Right. What? Yeah, right? that's true. It yeah. didn't fit the criteria <laughs> of a good sci-fi, so that's yes. why we don't remember yeah. any of it. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, and that concludes my list. Yeah, well, it yeah, does fit list. some criteria. What? Well, because he wakes up. Oh, he, that's he right. Wake he wakes up, up prematurely. That's the whole movie. Um, yeah. Waking up out of cry asleep. Did they yeah, slingshot? Yeah. Oh, Did they slingshot? Oh, my, they might have. Uh, well, what did they fight against? They were fighting against the elements. What were no, the, the ship the... was deteriorating. It was yeah, like was something like, was going on. The mis- malfunction. Yeah. The ship was the, like the molten core was. Yeah. Blowing up did they have something? kids? Yeah. Oh no. And, and like I said, they're like it's it's that's it's, a great list, Luke. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's an it could be like, like an asteroid. You know, ship. Like you list. if you're going like in cryosleep, when it comes to cryosleep, something wakes you up. It's usually an asteroid. You know, you're just flying along, minding your own business. And all of a sudden, it's like the asteroid Titanic. field. Oh, we can't we can't kill anybody off in our first independent movie. As the twist, Fallout already did that. I forgot about. Maybe that. they should do that for one of our on one of our podcasts. What's that? What? The three of us will write a movie script, <gasps> and we'll present it. We to should the world. rewrite movie scripts, Luke. Oh that's gosh. what we should do for a podcast. We'll take a movie that should have been incredible, Star Wars, and wasn't, and rewrite it. Star Wars. Eh. Um. Uh. Actually. Uh. Well, I mean, that, Star that Wars should have just been left alone. Yeah. Well, Star Wars was uh, such a disaster. I don't think you did. I think you can do it again. You can do it right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what about that. that. Um, sorry, was that? that was um, that was my ears bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, for next month, that's Listomania two. So next year we're gonna do it again. Uh, make up our own list. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Um, next month, um, I have some really good list ideas. Uh, I'm gonna go with give me three greatest monologues. All right. That's going to be a little difficult. Monologue. Um, no, yeah. it won't. It won't be difficult. That's right. It, it's it maybe like little. great meaning length or content. Inspiring. What is a monologue supposed Inspiring. to do? You, you qualify it yeah. however you okay. want. However you want. You Remember say, that this to is... To you, whatever the, for the, the greatest. For us, this is... I mean, for us, this is one we can narrow down to be objective. So you're going to have to argue why your three are the greatest versus yes. my three, which will be better. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And obviously next month we're going to be talking about um, Avengers. Uh, Joey has seen it already. Infinity War. Yeah, he, this whole time he's been he's been growing like Violet from uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate right. Factory. You know, just like just holding it all in. He's been getting bigger and bigger, holding it all in. Well, spoiler for for, for Avengers: Infinity War. Um, Thanos is Violet. Oh. Thanos is Violet from from Willy Wonka. <laughs> He's just, he's just the giant blueberry that, <laughs> that got some muscle. Crossover. 
<laughs> okay, folks. Thank you Obviously so that was much. A joke, people. Thank uh, you so much for listening. We will see you guys next time. Be strong and courageous. See ya. Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology, brought to you by the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society and Reconstructionist Radio. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com and thinkandreform.org. Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, 
will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.